Blog Talk Radio. Hello there, this is the Aerial Assassin, Will Osprey, coming from you live from the Tokyo Dome in Japan, and you are listening to WrestleCast Radio. Hope you guys are having a good day. God bless. What's good? It's your boy, the coach from the WWE. There's a lot of wrestling shows out there. There's a lot of talking heads out there, but nobody says more with less than WrestleCast Radio. You may not always agree with what they say. You might not always agree with what they do, but the one thing you will do is listen. WrestleCast Radio is on the air.
This is WrestleCast Radio. Ready. Gentlemen, welcome to episode number 150. Now, obviously, that's not the 150 show we've done because, you know, there's the specials, the draft shows, the preview shows, but it's 150. Here we go. Regular schedule progress. Oh, sorry. The co-host here <laughs> from WrestleCast Radio wanted to introduce, but of course the the bougie internet I have in small town America kicked me out. But I just wanted to introduce again the co-host for episode 150. Wanted to introduce, of course, the host of WrestleCast Radio and also the 2019 Voices of Wrestling Match of the Year correspondent, the technical legend himself, Ryan. Cook, how the hell are you, sir? Oh, man, I haven't had an intro before. That was tight. I had my arms in the air like I was like a jobber. I was Kenya uh, Okada in the opener at the Noah show, and he's like, yeah, all right. I'm about to get my ass kicked. <laughs> but I don't care. I'm excited, man. Um, I am so excited that, that um, in just a few moments when we, when we open our show here, we're talking the Junior Battle of Glory Finals, Pro Wrestling Noah Alex got to witness Noah, now that it's accessible, and boy, oh boy, was he as he was as excited as I was for him to see it. Noah is now in his life. My thoughts from a week or two ago with Cyber Agent making the purchases long and gone because God yep. damn it, we got Noah, baby. They are uh, in good hands. That is for sure. Wonderful hands. Oh, and the fact that people are going to get to witness just this stiff. Just this is strong style right here, ladies and oh, gentlemen. God. When when we we get to see guys like Kano say, "Listen, Hitoshi Kubano, I know you weren't kicking out from that soccer ball kick, but I'm not done because you're taking a freaking foot stop." Oh yeah, my life is happy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Man. god, yeah. I mean, Noah, I I, I was all signed. Well, we're technically signed up since it's on uh, the uh, the DDT streaming site there, DDT Universe there, um, and I was just like, okay, I'm I'm down with another uh, with another promotion here, especially with uh, another promotion here in America having their quarter for uh, you know quarterly conference call uh, for all the big stockholders and whatnot, and I was like, I might be taking one, uh, off of my subscription list, especially <laughs> if the rumored and the, and the illusion of, uh, what might to come to the WWE network, uh, comes true then. Yeah. I'm all for more Noah. Oh my gosh. And I can't wait. They got some big shows coming up in February. I don't know if they're going to plug all these big title matches on the same show, but they they gave us four previews to four title matches uh, coming up here. They're all going to be really good. They're all going to be fun. This company's on the right direction. Once again, I never thought in a million years I would be proud to say Nosawa Rongai is my booker. Uh, But damn it, I am excited that Nosawa Rongai is my booker. Uh, The (laughs) grimy-ass Japanese indie he is. So that is just tremendous. Um, I did want to just throw this out there. 
Um, I, I started DVRing these because I had, I did like a half day today, and then I was like, all right, I'm out. You're on your own. But mm-hmm. I watched the first half of the DC Defenders and the Seattle Dragons XFL game, and I was Ooh. really, really into it. It was really fun. So nice. I got so, another half of, to watch, but. What what were some yeah. of the uh, the rule changes, or did they do anything elaborate? Did Roman Reigns come out with a <laughs> dog food Alpo sponsorship flag as, as he's running out one team, and uh, King Corbin coming down on a throne that collapses, uh, you know, midfield there, or or did they just kind of keep wrestling kind of out of it? Well, one rule they had is when you run down for the kickoff, you have to cock your fist like Roman. Um, oh, so okay. That, that makes I, sense. I, yes. Perfect. <laughs> so what I thought was kind of cool is on the kickoff, so this is going to save a lot of injuries, I think, too, is your your players line up on the 30, and then your opposing team, the, the team who kicks off, lines up on the 35. So you're basically five yards apart. Oh, and interesting. And the kicker kicks it, and the returner gets it. And when the you guys can't – nobody else can run until the returner starts running with the ball. So it's just really? a five-man little quick, like, rugby skirmish mm-hmm. to try to make a hole for the kickoff. And that's more safe how? No, I'm kidding. Well, well, yeah, because <laughs> you don't got barreling men flying down the field. <laughs> so it's kind of cool. And then if you don't get it to the 25-yard line, the ball, it's like a touchback that goes automatically to the 45. Um, I saw the, the, the kicker on Seattle or on D.C., the Cardinal Jones team, he just hit a 55-yard mm-hmm. field goal at, to end the half, which NFL kickers don't even hit 35-yarders at this point anymore in their careers. So that was refreshing. But there's been some good plays. There's been some hard hits, and it hasn't looked sloppy like, you know, when He Hate Me was out there with Tommy Maddox. <laughs> I'm a, I remember we had a big XFL party uh, when the first time version uh, 1.2 uh, came out. Gosh, back in high school – because we were all uh, over at uh, Russell Cash Radio Correspondent and soon to be married, uh, David Ritter's house. There was about like 27 of us all packed in. We're like, and then we're like, we're, we're excited because A, delicious food. B, we're having a good time. But C, there was a guy named He Hate Me. And all these jerseys <laughs> and, and, and Maddox, for, you know, and, and whatnot being the quarterback. And uh, it was uh, it was interesting. And then we all pretty much didn't after like the third week, but it seems like they might have modified to the times and it should be something we should uh, check out there. Now, to be fair, I've well, I, there was two games today. One on uh, The first game was on ABC, second's on ESPN. And I'm rec- I've recorded both of them because I want to check them out because if they're fine, I'll jump on Sportscast tomorrow and talk about them because I know that the other two guys probably aren't going to watch Jordan Elijah, which I don't blame them. Um, mm-hmm. But... You know, I've only seen one half. There's still three halves, and you know, another half and another game to go. But the first half, 13-12 was the score. I was, I was into it. I, I enjoyed it. I can't lie. So that was my weird uh, little take uh, to start the show tonight. That I was like, all right, this wasn't too bad. <laughs> Which hey, uh, but, I mean, I'm, I'm all about more football. So I mean, that that should be okay, right? <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now let's just hope it uh, wasn't just a smoke screen and it's uh, pretty (laughs) absent after this. But I digress. (laughs) Nothing could change because on January 30th, DDT Universe broadcasted the Global Junior League tag number nine. This was the final of the tournament. 
Cork and Hall. Oh, and we got to witness it. And this was a fun show, man. This had oh, one God, of my yeah. favorite matches so far this year. Um, that's not a New Japan show. I will say this, too. I know I'm, I'm always a stickler for it, but I did not take out the, the spreadsheet or anything. I did not review the show. I just went and watched it. I just wanted to watch it for once without having to treat it as a, you know, part of the job type thing. Now, obviously, I am adding Daisuke Hirata as a Jimmy O'Hara on my, on my list of my favorite matches of the year because that was incredible. But I went in and just said, you know what, I'm just going to enjoy the show and I'm just going to watch a Noah show. So I don't have any star ratings. Um, I don't have anything in depth. Alex took some crazy in depth screen notes that that he sent me pictures of that made me very happy. <laughs> I, I, I mean, know. from the opening match to you know to to the end, you know, I, yeah, I had to do a lot of skipping post match, but I mean, there was a lot of intrigue. I mean, it's like when you had me watch New Japan, uh, hell, even DDT two three years ago. I have descriptions like Red Mohawk guy looks like Lost Boy <laughs> from Hook. I was like, Chris Ridgway is there for some reason, but he's tight. And then just like random things, long black hair guy gets hyped, crowd. I even have kid in black pants with LL Cool J pant leg up is good. So, you know, little things like that. that. Over time, (laughs) over time, I will, of course, know, uh, especially because he impressed the shit out of me out of that that six man tag, the second match of the card of uh, of, uh, black pants with LL Cool J pant leg up. So, I'm I'm excited yeah. to kind of grow with this company. Um, and again, what I appreciate, Ryan. Yeah, we, well, let me let me pose this question to you because I was thinking about this too. WWE, you know, in America, we always give WWE crap or AEW crap, and they rely on the nostalgia. Oh, they're bringing so and so for a big payday. Is a big reason why we don't give Japanese promotions this is because. You know, we we have a lot of the elder statesmen, you know, as your champions or, you know, in in their matches, as we saw with Harada, you know, kind of in in the semi there, um, you know, against uh, or not even Harada, sorry, but but, you know, Uh, Dick Togo, Uh, Mm -hmm. you know, it, it was just little things like that where they put on a hell of a match or, you know, you have gorgeous Matsuno. You know, in DT, yeah. I know that's a joke, but you know, just little things but like that. We have Haruki Doi as champion. You know, we we have mm-hmm. the elder statesman. We have Masato Tanaka as champion in DDT. You know, and and mm-hmm. we have which I don't know who the the Noah champ is since two of the hardest looking dudes in the uh, in that six man uh, co main event there, uh, whether it was uh, you know Takashi or. Um, or Goshiyazaki, I was like, I don't know who the champ is, but these guys are bomb and look terrifying as hell. So, you know, again, we would always give crap, you know, if they would give Hogan the belt or say, you know, in this instance, I mean, Lesnar's in his 40s, it's not old. But but why do we give Japan a pass when they give them, you know, to, to, the, to the elders, if you will? But if it happens in America, we, you know, poo-poo all over it. Well, I'll, I'll say this is a very easy comparison. If you look at Masaki Mochizuki or Takashi Sugera or Bill Goldberg, who is the odd man out here? <laughs> well, don't you ask the this? fiend. Yeah, Bill Goldberg for sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, uh, I'm trying to think of some of the other like like old guys that you know get get the rubs. Um, I'm sure there. Oh, I'm I'm sure there's some that's right. I um here's here's a guy friend of the show and I don't mean to call it out but PCO 
he he even works harder, and that's an American style oh, yeah. kind of guy. The thing about the the, the the gentlemen in Japan are look at these fifty year old guys and how hard they still work. Sugera, uh, Mochizuki. Look at Minoru Suzuki. He's about to go and have a fantastic match, I'm sure, with with uh, Moxley in a few hours. Oh man, the guys just still can keep going. Yoshinari Ogawa, like. Why can he still do that? Dick Togo, he can still go. Oh, my God. Dick Togo is like the <laughs> dude in my, uh, the apple of my eye. I was like, I got to go rewatch that, you know, and some Kayantai stuff from 22 years ago. You know, here's another guy who, who has kind of faded away. Former, I think, two-time New Japan IWGP Ooh. heavyweight champion. And now he's just kind of was an afterthought until recently. But Kazuyuki Fujita. Mm-hmm. He's like resurrecting his career with his brute, just strangling versions of sleeper holds. Like, I mean, <laughs> Maybach Taniguchi or Shohei Taniguchi was spitting the white uh, white spit up like <laughs> the guy who faced Jake the Snake at Mania Two. You know, <laughs> uh, Fujita totally. I mean, I, I I told you who he reminded me of, but Fujita looked. I don't know, just menacing. Like I said, I was like, give me him and, and Suzuki any day. You know, like that's my dream match at the moment. But I mean, Fujita was totally giving me that, that George Animal Steel type of vibes. There. I was like, this guy is out for blood and does not care. Like he's throwing dudes against guardrails. He's, like you said, choking dudes, you know, almost to, to half life there. The chops, you know, or I'm sorry, he was given the slaps when him and uh, Shiazaki were going at it, where I was just like, they're just going to kill each other because they went for an eternity, it seemed like, but it was definitely a good 20 to 35 seconds where it was just chop, slap, <laughs> chop, slap. And you're like, oh, my God, the strength and just the power of these guys. So yeah, so it's essentially the, the work rate is something that, that is more yeah. respected and, and I mean- tolerable. You look at Kazuki Fujita. He's you know he's forty nine years old. He he started wrestling in ninety six. You know he oh, he geez. was an Antonio Inoki Dojo guy. I mean, and he's still out there. Like and and he comes from the the lineage of tight names. Here's something uh, that I that I was really excited to to, to bring up to you with with uh, with Fujita as you mentioned this. I mean, he he had nicknames like Old Ironhead and Real Beast. Which are just simple and sweet, and then his moves too sweet. He he did the murder backdrop, <laughs> like you know, he just came from the, the names of you know when things were like that. And I don't know there, the 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 show the the Noah wow uh, oh, I can't the reborn to glory or whatever the hell it was the one in, that they did at Sumo Hall when they did fifty five hundred fans uh, in November. Mm-hmm. The two guys that were in the finish of the match, Kazuki Fujita and Shohei Taniguchi, they go like six minutes, and it was like four and a quarter. It was incredible. You know, Fujita, as I said, 49 years old. Uh, Taniguchi's in his mid-40s as well. You know, Maybach Taniguchi's wrestling for a mm-hmm. long time. 2006, I think. 2005. Oh, wow. so he's, he's been going for 15 years himself. And there's a no nonsense, just slugfest, and then they just start headbutting each other. They start bleeding on each other. <laughs> then they just start slapping and kicking each other. And then Fujita gets him in, a, in the the sleeper hole that he passes them out, and that was the whole match. It was it was a lot like that match I had you guys watched um, with Yuji Nagata taking on uh, Kensuke Sasaki from that Wrestle Kingdom where they're oh, just yeah. like yep. bleeding all over his arm in the armbar and stuff. 
Yeah, it, it felt like that match. It was just incredible. I mean, these guys oh just go. God. They can they can just keep. I mean, even even to accept. I mentioned him. Look at Yuji Nagata. Look at Satoshi Kojima. Now, obviously, oh, Kojima without Kojima for sure. I mean, him and Shingo, I mean, from, from June, shit. still a underrated-ass match. Just a 10, 11-minute match where it was just, okay, who's the strongest? You know, who, who's going to just, who's going to fall down first in the forest? You know, it was, it, it was just an amazing, amazing chop fest. You know, and you look at these guys in, in the WWE as an example, and, you know, when they start hitting that age, it just kind of goes away, and... You know, mm-hmm. I, I hate to always use this as an example, but even look at what the amount of the amount of dates that they do in that company when it's already done to AJ Styles. Yeah, he's busting shoulders trying to make other dudes look <laughs> older other older dudes look good. <laughs> you know, he's a shell of himself. Look at Nakamura. Nakamura I'm sure is there just getting a payday and doesn't care, but you know, yeah. it's it's just whether it is or not, that's why when you sent that, that Okada thing I'm like, Okada needs to look at this and see what they did to Kenta, see what they did with Kushida, you know, things like that, and kind of go, mm, Akira Tozawa, maybe I shouldn't do this. Especially I, for the I, I honestly don't think he would. I think he would go to AEW first with the relationships that he has with all those wrestlers there. Agreed. Yeah, he and Tony Khan's got more money where he's going to say, yeah, we will pay you $7 million a year, give you 90% of your merch and whatever the hell else you want. <laughs> oh, man. That that would be the blow if Okada left and goes there. Like, oh, suck it, suck it, trips. <laughs> but so so I'll kind of I'll kind of really quick break this down for people that that aren't really up on it. And you know, as Alex mentioned, with you know between Sagara and Goshiyazaki, things like that. Right now in pro wrestling, Noah, your Global Honor Crown Heavyweight Champion, which is the GHC Champion, um, okay. your main your main one is Goshiyazaki. He's had it since the one four show when he beat. The, the child, as you call him, Kaito Kiyomiya, his fourth reign as champ. Mm-hmm. Um, your national champion, which is the red belt that you saw during that match, that's the one that is held by Takashi Sugera. That okay. is a new title that just came out on the November 2nd show. He beat Michael Elgin for it. Uh, he's at it for 89 days. Um, the GHC Tag Team Champions are Masaki Mochizuki and Naomi Chimarafuji, which I'm ecstatic when you sent me that picture that they're going to defend the titles in March in Dragon Gate. Holy shit. Yeah, go. how does that work, by the way? Holy shnikes. I I hope we get, like, Mochizuki and Marafuji against, like, BB Hulk and Kai or against, like, Eita and Big R Shimizu. Yeah, or, that's what I was hoping even, for. Uh, even BB Hulk and, and one of my most improved from underrated trash wrestlers, Cosmo Sakamoto, who I'm falling in love with every time I see him out there. I love God. <laughs> I don't know. I, if you'd have told me when Lord Tensai came out with, with this little guy who did nothing, I would have never said 10 years later that this guy is becoming one of my favorite must watches in Dragon Gate. But Cosmo Holy Sakamoto, crap. man. Yeah. <laughs> so Kaito yeah. Kiyomiya. Um, the the Tokyo Kid, as I like to call him, only twenty three years old, and he was their heavyweight champion mm-hmm. for almost two years for three hundred and eighty four days. Well, I guess that's yeah. only a, over a year. That that child was beating <laughs> all those dudes, is what you're saying. So you're saying I somehow need to go back and see the eight defenses 
that he had against well, it looks like Takashi or against uh, yeah Takashi at he one. He Sagara at the end of December two, of 20, 2018. and yep. then he had Kano on the January fifth show, I think it was of twenty nineteen. That was the one I saw live. Um, he beat Kano again in November. Um, I'm not sure. Damn, he beat Marafuji. Nakajima he beat, which I would watch that match. I, I, I'd be yeah. a, a fan again of, rules, of Nakajima. So awesome. And Kano, and I, I think he was on the card, but I remember I was like, I remember Ryan always talked about Kano. So maybe he's one of the guys that is red pants bad guy, gets good heat. Yeah, red, Kano's the guy with the blonde. <laughs> <laughs> <Set> the <red. laughs> He's got like the shaggier blonde hair over the black hair. He's the one who did the double. Foot was he the one the that was beefing with Kiyomiya? Where I was like, these are just doppelgangers just beating the crap out of each yeah. other. Yeah, he he's the one who uh, who punched that guy's his, tight. Uh, then that's Kumano. And then he and then he picked him up and decided to not finish him. And then he did that giant double foot stop and then cut that promo. That is him. Yeah, he's the leader of Congo. Yeah, this guy. I'm, I'm tight. so mad because since I'm I'm still fat because I can never lose weight because I don't try hard enough. Um, my Kano shirt in Japan, the sizes were weird. So, like, if I, like, lean backwards, like, this shirt, like, goes up to my nipples. So, I have this, like, really tiny Kano shirt that I can never really wear. Well, you know what would help with that? Blue Chew. So, Blue Chew, <laughs> let's, uh, let's get on that sponsorship, y'all. We need to get uh, hashtag Blue Chew on the, at WrestleCast Radio. Um, underscore SSM on the Twitter. We should get Ryan some some free Blue Chew so he Ooh, can start losing weight. Let me clarify. I don't need Blue Chew. We need it for women. I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. Your, your GNT Junior Heavyweight Champion, as we mentioned, is Yoshinari Okawa. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> Let's go. <No. laughs> and then the Junior Heavyweight Tag Champions in the company is... Uh, the other members of Stinger, because Ogawa's in Stinger with these guys, uh, and Chris Ridgway, uh, Atsushi Katoge and Kotaro Suzuki. He is the cool, like, red stormtrooper-looking guy that came out with the blonde hair in the uh, okay. stinger Rattels match. My God. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, the Rattels, again, uh, the, I, I assume because of the acrobatics during that match, um during the, the six-man tag match, which was the second match of the card, uh, I mean, they they were an amazing, amazing squadron. I had a lot of fun. Like I said, the red mohawk dude um, looking like uh, Rufio from, uh, you know, Hook. <laughs> oh, that's uh, one, Yohei. That's Yohei, Hayata, yep. and Tadasuki, correct? Yeah, the one, with the one with the pant leg is Hayata. The one with, like, the blonde fro and the sunglasses yep. and jacket is Tadasuke. And then Yohei is the pirate-looking guy. Where have these guys been in all my life? Why have you oh. not shown me any Rattels prior? Because, wow, this again, they were just freaking amazing. Even Chris Ridgway was lost at points. He's like, what am I going to do? Oh, I'm just going to drop you on your head, which was fine. Because they just got, was, got the hell up there. But, yeah, no, so awesome bad. teamwork. I love how they have the tag team. Uh, mechanics and the move sets, you know, kind of for the, for their opponents, whether it's, you know, I don't know, drop kicks on all, all sets of the corners and whatnot. <laughs> but yeah, they, they were just, uh, again, it was just a, an amazing, amazing uh, group to kind of get introduced to in that match. 
I was very sad walking through Corkin as they had zero Rattel's merch. Ooh. I was like, come on, guys. I had to rep that. Why do you, and why do you only have small Kano shirts? Didn't he could wear it. one? Yeah, I'll just save it for him, and then he could look. He could be the cool kid at school. And be like, oh my god, you have a you have an Iron Fist Kano shirt, and then he can just <laughs> stick his fist straight out like Kano does and scare the shit out of everybody. Kano. <laughs> so opening match, the uh, the young lion <laughs> who has caught my eye for the last year, um, and he he was in the opener that we saw Corkin last year, and um, he was not murdered as bad as he was uh, in that match when he. Went up against uh, Masa Kitamiya. But uh, uh, Kenya Okada, the losing end against El Hijo del Dr. Wagner Jr. Uh, Dr. Yeah. Wagner, though, very stiff. Uh, did not take it easy on the young boy at all. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I like seeing Dr. Wagner Jr.'s kid in this mm-hmm. company. I'm curious to see how much they use him. And once again, Kenny Okada, he's, he's he started good. to develop a little bit of a move set they're letting him kind of go a little bit he's getting a little bigger too i i think they got they got a big future for kenny okada what'd you think of this uh quick six minute opener it was a good uh i, I didn't know who uh el Gio del dr wagner jr um was uh kenny okada i assume was a a young lion you know type of wrestler just utilized a little more offense, which was I, I think was a little refreshing to see there uh, from what we're used to seeing from the Young Lions in New Japan. But uh, no, it was, a, it was a fun little match. And yes, uh, Dr. Wagner Jr., I should say the son of Dr. Wagner Jr., uh, definitely left some wets on, on that poor kid's uh, chest <laughs> and or back. But no, it was a very, very good opener there. When, when uh, we saw him face Masa Kitamiya at Cork and uh, Masakita Mia, so you, so you can kind of put this together. He's the guy with a mullet that kind of looks like uh, Hiroyoshi Tenzan, who was with Kano in that Ten oh. Man. Um, he he, uh, just like Kano. When aside from this show, usually when Kano finishes uh, his opponent, he just leaves the ring and walks away, and just leaves the guy laying in the ring for dead and doesn't care. Um, Masakita Mia hits Kenya Okada with a spear and he hits him so hard. Um, it's right in front of us. Cause we are like second row for this show, but he smacks him with the spear. And you just hear uh, <laughs> Kenny Okada, Okada makes this noise. that goes, Doh! and that's the only noise you hear come out of his body. He goes, <laughs> and he oh, man. for like two minutes. And, uh, and it's fine Kitamiya because Dick to go has a lot of uh, things come out of his mouth uh, voice-wise or, uh, you know, kind of uh, sound effect-wise. Sorry, I'm trying to find footing in this room, a new studio room tonight for me, but um, (laughs) when a nine-year-old takes over your your studio slash toy room slash office, it's it's chaos. No pun intended. (laughs) Um, Speaking of chaos, man, a match you mentioned, uh, it was a hell of a lot of fun. Ooh. We get uh, the team of Hayata, Tadasuke, and Yohei of the Rattels defeating Stinger members at Tsuchi Katoge and Kotaro Suzuki, the junior champs, along with Chris Widgeway, somebody we're very familiar with from the UK scene. Uh, Rattels went in 1031. This was a sprint car crash. This is yes. everything we expected. After the match, Hayata and Yohei. I am down Katoge and Kataro Suzuki saying they want their junior titles back. Sign me up for the rematch. I cannot wait. Alex, <laughs> your notes were incredible for this match. 
What were your thoughts on the sixth man as you had written down? Um, let's see. A tight match, great finish, and the eight bit music exclamation exclamation <laughs> exclamation. Hiata, Yohei, and Tadasuki was uh was blinking awesome. Um, after I found out when my uh, uh, DDT site transcripted to English, that's when I got the names. I was like, oh, that's who I'm assuming these guys were. Um, <laughs> but one of the best spots, which I, I'm assuming is Yohei, um, great, great spot where he rolls up the pretty boy of uh, of Stinger. He kicks out, um, and then he essentially does the running Meteora. But the dude from Stinger rolls him up into the Styles Clash. But then he gets kicked in the face. And then Yohei flips him over into the yeah. pin for the win again. Just some awesome sequences within this match. Um, something, you know, it, it was kind of like a bicycle. Where, you know, yeah, it's daunting to watch another new Japanese promotion. But I think, you know, once you kind of let yourself go into it and kind of know what you're going to get into... You know, because a lot of the promotions are the same. Yes, they had their distinction, which I think Noah definitely does, you know, as we'll get into later on. Um, but but with these, it, it was just, you know, it was just like opening up a window and just putting your feet up and be like, all righty, let's go. Let's watch this. And, and this was a good match to get me comfortable into watching Noah. The one thing that was with Noah, too, is, I mean, it was an eight-match card, but it was about a two-and-a-half-hour show. Noah's show's while they may not deliver the with where the one thing I, I always will stand by is is when you watch all Japan and it's a big it's a big deal show you know their main events are always going to be must watch you have to check it out their undercards are mm-hmm. usually pretty good but it's some of it can be kind of sluggish and you got to get through the 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 slow beginning of the big guys and getting to their you know their big spots where they're beating the crap out of each other and they're a little harder to watch at times they're still good but. It, it, it can be a little bit of a struggle, but their main mm-hmm. events are always just can't miss. The thing about these Noah shows, they're kind of like the Dragon Gates, where they're just so easy to watch. Yeah. Because while you may not get a five-star main event every time, you're going to get like eight matches that are all going to rival around three, three or more stars, three, three and a quarter stars. Where they're all, you know, a, a nice, solid three above average type match. And that's what, and, and they don't overstay their welcome. Once again, you know, Rattel's won in ten thirty one. You go to the next. Yeah, match, I thought every match ended quicker than than I I was expecting. You know, I was like, that was it. This was it. You know, that one of the semifinal ma- final matches was, uh, was under ten minutes. And you yeah. know, to go back to your point, six out of the eight matches, I would highly recommend. I would highly recommend this whole show, which I even put at the end of my notes, where I was just like. If if you're new to this, which I'm sure many people like me are, this is a good one to start off with. You know, yeah, you might have to, you know, do some internet searches or listen back to WrestleCast Radio episode 150, and you know, kind of get the names, match the names to the uh, to the gimmicks. And you know, I, I think it's something that's that's doable. And and yeah, it's it didn't seem like a chore. It was like like you were saying, Dragon Gate where it's just boom, boom, boom. It's just, it's smooth. It goes. It's not like a three-hour raw on a Monday. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, this this is an easier and better show to watch than you would every Monday. Like, if you mm-hmm. got three hours to spend on wrestling on Mondays, take it and watch this instead. You'll, you'll, Do you you'll throw, bro? <laughs> even, even, you know, now this match, the next match might be what I considered my least favorite match of the show. I still like yep. 
You know, 50 Funky Powers, Muhammad Yone, and Quiet Storm defeat the team of Akatoshi Saito and Masao Inoue. And once again, you know, it might not be for everybody. Uh, Akatoshi Saito and his goofy brown long hair that looks like a, he looks like a teacher. Um, <laughs> he's, he's 54 years old. And Masao Inoue, who, yeah, you know, I mean, and then Inoue, who's with the long black tights, who looks kind of like a bull. He was the mm-hmm. one that was carrying the, um, the uh the mask from the oh my god the 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 tribute show that I really like why well, can't I think of what it was oh this is gonna bug me I gotta figure this out before all I know is Quiet Storm I thought was the name of the team but is even cooler for a name for a singles wrestler and to him and uh and Mohammed Yone aka the Fifty Funky Powers as I found yeah. out. Look like a version of the Japanese Rockers, a.k.a. Uh, essentially the Japanese LMFAO. <laughs> so I was really confused. And then finding out it was the Quiet Storm's farewell match. I bid you farewell, Quiet Storm, on WBLZ. Because <laughs> we got balls. Uh... Remember that gimmick? <laughs> yeah, balls. Yeah, I, I remember I was like the only one that didn't do it. They would always ask. Hey, are you gonna jump that phrase? And like, no, no. But if you want to keep using my content, I'm not gonna use the catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not talking about balls every five minutes. Um, uh, Quiet Storm, you know, he had he had done some stuff over over in America um, before this, and I think he wants to go back over there now. It was uh, oh. anyway was carrying the mask of the Destroyer from the Destroyer. Uh, memorial show that was that was the one I was thinking of. That's the one that had Liger and uh, Kento Miyahara and Great Buddha on a team. Ooh. Um, but you know it was it was just you know some older dudes just slapping each other around. Yeah. Just a nice little stiff slap. Good teamwork. It yeah, it wasn't bad by any means, but it definitely wasn't the high point of the show. But you know I, I enjoy the Fifty Funky Powers. They're they're fun. Yeah. Muhammad Yone is entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, Agreed. I like. Uh, Akatoshi Saito, he's just this grumpy old, you know, he looks like your your uncle who comes over on Thanksgiving <laughs> and is always reading the paper. And he's got like some big like wire rimmed glasses that you just didn't get to see in this wrestling match. <laughs> but he would be the fun. guy who would react negatively um, to, uh, oh no, did I just lose it? Um, he would be the guy who would react ne- uh, negative, uh, negatively to um, the Mookie Betts trade possibly not even happening now. So, I mean, it's just yeah. it's crazy. Why, why? Twins pulling out? Yeah, because the Red Sox are a bunch of babies. Does that they make realize you mad? They got... Yeah, because Does that make the you Red mad, Sox. Bro? <laughs> well, the Red Sox shouldn't, been, shouldn't be crybabies that they got fleeced. And it took them this long to realize they got fleeced. And now they're like, wait, whoa, whoa, just a minute. Just wait a goddamn <laughs> minute here. <laughs> I see what you're doing to us. We're not that <laughs> stupid. Yeah, you are. And I don't know. What's, I don't know why we wouldn't want Gratterall. He throws over a hundred. And yeah, I was that's excited the one thing you need on the Twins to, to get over that hump. You need two, uh, you know, B B pitchers. You know, B B plus pitchers. And then yeah, you guys could make make some noise against the Yankees, maybe. And, so, and I thought Kenta Maeda was a perfect fit there. You know, the AL mm-hmm. hasn't seen him before, but. And I, and I was like, man, you need to tell me that the Dodgers are going to have Mookie Betts as the leadoff with Corey Seager batting two. 
Cody Bellinger <laughs> at three, Max Muncie at four, Justin Turner at five, Will Smith at six, Gavin Lux at seven. Did you just say Will eight? Smith, Big Willie Styles, the Dodger? Yeah, he's the starting catcher. Does he get, does he come out to getting jiggy with it? He should. <laughs> I know why I awesome. got so aggressive about that. He should. <laughs> wait, wait. So you're saying uh, Kota Meda retired from uh, from from wrestling to be a Dodger pitcher who could possibly be on the Twins? No, that's Kenta Maeda. Oh, okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> He's he's got his velour um purple sports <laughs> under the jersey. <laughs> this is and, for you, Ryan, and WrestleCast here. We, we have no idea that like um that like like Chris Taylor, utility who can play every position, him and Kike Hernandez are like really die DDT fans and nobody knew it. And he like is adjusting his pants, they see the purple and they're like, Son of a bitch, I knew it. But they just didn't say it because nobody else would have known or cared what's going on. And as they say it, he's on the mound and he turns and looks at him and just smiles. And then it just cuts to commercial. Get your new Hot Wheels Gator Grinder trade set or something. <laughs> oh, Next up, though, my match of the night. I, I, God, this is good. Obviously, Dice Harada. One of my favorites. He is he's the uh, the main guy in Rattel's defeats Ooh. one of the one of the the most scientific wrestlers and precision wrestlers. This guy like not not with the same style of moves, but he mm-hmm. is precision with his attacks, a la William Regal, Chris Benoit type, where everything is so scientific and and it looks so real. How hard he lays it in there, Hajime O'Hara. The back work he did on Harada and the leg work he did on Harada was so good. And Harada fights from mm-hmm. behind, hits a German, gets the victory. Hojibi O'Hara looks like a killer. Now you got your guy lined up to be the first dude to take on the Harada um, Ogawa winner when that happens in, uh, sometime this month, I believe. But man, wait, I get to watch more Noah in the oh, same month. Like, they were supposed to get one or two a month from uh, on the DC network. <laughs> I am stoked. I mean, let's be real though. I mean, this roster, this Noah promotion, seems to have a lot more depth than all Japan does. Yes, a very exciting yep. show coming up on Tuesday, the eleventh. But bad, I can count just on these results, just in that ten man tag. I would say eighty percent of them comply. Or yeah pretty much makes up the whole all Japan roster. Yeah, it's it, that's and that's the one thing too that that all Japan struggles with cuz now all Japan's probably the one lone company that's really kind of just hanging in there month by month where you know the, but the I thought their attendance has improved. Didn't we read that report? The attendance has improved a little bit but then they've also run a couple less shows so it's almost like the same amount uh, as like last a wash. Year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the only problem with it. I mean, yes, you're not paying your guys as much then because of it, but all Japan is kind of in, you know, is more and more I thought about it, Noah was in a perfect spot where it's like, do you let him tread water or do you just go out and buy him because of how good it is? And Cyber Agent shows that they're invested in wrestling because of what they allow DD. They allow uh, Senshiro Takagi to do whatever the hell he wants with DDT, and they just throw mm-hmm. money. All right, go ahead. You're making us money. Just keep doing whatever the hell you want. And... <laughs> You you could argue, and I've always said this, 
you know, for the last two, three years, pro wrestling, Noah, you could put show, show to show against some other company and they're going to put up a fight to be the better show every time. Like, yeah. Nobody knows about them. Like they did in the nineties and early two thousands when they, I mean, these guys did like, oh, yeah, they're Kenton Ishimori. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a show that I would love to watch with you. Um, it was the, uh, the, the destiny show that had Kenta and uh, heel master Yoshinobu Kanemaru um, <laughs> on it. It had, uh, it was, it was Kenta Kobashi and Kensuke Sasaki. And then the main event was uh, Toshiaki Kawada and Mitsuharu Masawa. And if I remember right, they drew like 55,000 at the Tokyo Dome for it. Wow. I mean, Wowzers. they were, they were the company. They were the damn company. You know, and then yeah. Takeshi Morishima, you know, he he gets depressed after Masawa dies. That hurts it. Morishima, who is their guy, starts getting all crazy, and he gets drunk at random places, and he goes to jail, and they just start losing all these people, and things just start falling apart, and, you know, they haven't really rebounded since then. And that's sort of the reason they took that shot with the uh, Kaido Kiyomiya. You know, they're like, let's just run with it. we got to build somebody. You know, all Japan... If all Japan didn't have Kento Miyahara, I don't know how they'd stay alive. But Kento Miyahara hmm. keeps that company Fair. going. We saw what Okada did with New Japan. They said, we got to get what we need that guy. You know, Kanosuke mm-hmm. Takashita and Shirokagi. You know, as much as they don't lean on uh, Takashita like Miyahara and Okada are leaned on by all Japan and New Japan, we know flat out that Kanosuke Takashita is Takagi's guy. We know that. You know, and that, we didn't even need the Viceland thing to tell us that a year or two before that. And, and Noah said, we need that guy. And Kano, as much as I love the guy, wasn't building the house. So they took a mm-hmm. shot on Kaido Kiyomiya, and it worked. I mean, and, and making Kano his antagonist, you know, they did 5,500 yep. 5, at, at a sumo hall. So it worked. And now you've you got a guy in Go Shiyazaki who's so perfect to have taken the strap off him that now you get to grow Kiyomiya. Cools it off, he, yep. That you cool him, you grow him, you, you develop him even more. And then when he gets that title, then you go another big run with him. Mm-hmm. So it was it was good booking, and they're doing it right. And once again, Nosawa Rongai is just doing a hell of a great job in creative running this company backstage with the pencil. And it's evident in the way these matches are going. Daisuke Harada is the right pick to win this match, but they, but they made sure Hajime Ohara came out looking like a star. With mm-hmm. people that have never seen those guys before, like if you're if you're a fan who's got DDT universe and has never watched Noah, when you walked out of that, you're going, "Holy shit!" Like Alex, you know, maybe maybe I'm going overboard in this match too. I want to you want to get your thoughts on this after we've been talking. No, I thought both of them had great chemistry. Um, O'Hara was definitely the power guy into this match here against Daisuke Harada. Um, just numerous slams galore, but Harada, of he course, has that fast paced offense. Yeah. Oh yeah, he totally. Looks, I even have. I was like, dude in pants with baller mustache, at least from the pro <laughs> picture. Um, but what was great about Harada was he's <laughs> was his mixture of of styles. Let's just say gimmick uh, gimmick infringements on a few moves, but it works. You know, like you said, Harada, you you know, essentially doing um, the the Kenzo Miyahara, you know, the the German pr- uh, bridge, you know, for the pin. But he's doing tombstones like Okada. You know, he's doing Frankenstein's and whatnot. You know, but but He's what was great cool to me? Go to sleep too. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yep. The definitely knees to faces for sure. Yeah. What I like is he went spin. toe to toe, or I should say strikes, strike to slaps. 
against O'Hara, which which is again was a bigger dude, but he was taking it because he's like, I am going to win this match, you know, and take back, you know, what what whatever he's chasing for, you know, the the junior. So this was yeah, for yeah. the junior championship. Yeah, he there. was the champion um, for Ogawa. Okay, which bl- blows my mind uh, with that <laughs> statement there, but. <laughs> I thought Ogawa just had the uh, the U40 uh, championship from yeah, DDT like, there since you know merging. Seven minutes in, you're like, holy shit, this old guy died. <laughs> Rocks, yeah. I thought it was Look Matsuno's brother for for a quick second. Um, but Didn't no, it, this was just a really like good the, match with the, uh, the guitarist from Rats or Motley Crue or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah. I have. Uh, <laughs> well, let's just go to this match. You know, uh, Yoshinari Ogawa uh, taking on Dick to go uh, for for the other semifinal match here, and I put uh, Ogawa. Yoshinari Ogawa looks like Mick Mars from Motley Crue, who was awakened uh, just to come out to to uh, to lose this match, and Dick to go comes out to insane in the membrane, which is even yes, crazy. Yes. But what's I... even crazier is I'll go back to Ogawa. That dude's got charisma, more charisma than most of these young people today on their on their Twitter machines and their cell phones and whatnot. This dude's walking like the cock of the walk. And you know what? With those glasses, he's looking like a Roddy Piper from They Live. So Yoshinori Ogawa, I hope you wrestle a few more years while I'm getting into Noah or so we can at least get that back catalog on DDT. And, and Ogawa, he's got these like shitty black and like it looks like Ricky Morton's outfit from like the eighties. Like, <laughs> oh man! You know, his nickname is the Rat Boy, Alex. <laughs> what? Know? Yeah, he he's uh he's fifty three. He's been wrestling since nineteen eighty five. He's been wrestling for thirty four years. Jesus. <laughs> you know, and but like like you said, he's just he's just this grimy dude. He's got a leather it's jacket. Rat boy. <laughs> Let me say this too. Like, I've I've always only known the Rattels to be the dirtbag heels. Well, mm-hmm. Stinger are the heels now because Yoshinari Ogawa is so dirty and disliked that the Rattels are, are. I mean, they're still kind of douchebags, but they they get the chance no. in the feud. They were faces hell. <laughs> in my yeah. eyes, I was like, oh, well, I mean, like the whole of this company. the whole where they put the guy over the top rope and they all stay on the top rope and kick him in the face and like choke his head on the rope, you know, I mean, that's still kind of a heel thing, but they just embrace it as a babyface thing now. But I mean, Ogawa and Double that turn. we really talk about too. Kataro Suzuki, he's the he was the one with the red helmet and the red like jumpsuit, and then he had the blonde hair when he when he wrestled mm-hmm. with the red pants that match. He's him and Ogawa are just just dirt bags <laughs> and, and you know you're like gosh and i really wish we would have gotten this show on the ddt network to remind me of all these people because yes i had like i think i had the rattels on my um my stable list and mm-hmm. you know some of those guys but I know a few I years had, ago you did for sure i would have had ogawa on my heel list but i had forgotten yeah. all about him you know, and, and let's be real, with... Ogawa is a pretty damn good technical wrestler, too. I mean, yeah. uh, the arm bars, the counters that both these guys were doing, he was doing double stomps on the back of Dick Togo, um, you know, missing drop kicks, but, you know, getting running sentons done on him. But, I mean, Ogawa, his his wrestling just ring knowledge in that match was, was great to watch. And honestly, I was hoping... This was going to go a little bit more than than the under ten minutes that it was allotted. 
I think it was good, too, because I think everyone expected Harada and Ogawa to be in the finals with Harada beating Ogawa. And then he calls him out and goes, now I beat you. I won the junior, the Global Junior League, and now I'm going to come take the title. But then they have Togo mm-hmm. just coming out of nowhere in a short match. Crippler getting you know, that cross yeah. face in, that arthritis kicking in on Ogawa, uh, apparently. And then <laughs> and, and, he had to give Togo up. The, the sweet rollback to get him yeah. back in the center like twice, too. And and no one expected it. Like you could hear the crowd when he tapped. Everyone's like, "Oh, like wait a minute!" Did Ogawa just tap out to Dick Togo? <laughs> Togo, you know, I, I swear, was awesome. He was he looked great. Like I said, I I, I want to go watch some Kaintai and realize what Vince. Uh, thankfully, he didn't ruin ruin him twenty two years ago. <laughs> and and you know, here we go once again. Why do the guys in uh, in this company over the age of fifty get pushes? Because Yoshinari Ogawa at fifty three is better than a lot of these guys. Yeah, <laughs> just, you know they they just they 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 perfect the craft in Japan that works so well to their styles, and they wrestle just enough matches where they're not overdoing it, and that's why these guys can have these long careers and, yeah, and sustain it. I mean, true. Ben K Mochizuki last year was so good. I mean, Ben K once again had the the grossest sell I've ever seen in my life when he got headbutted and he just fell over and convulsed and got pinned. Like that's still one of the grossest things I've ever seen. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and shout out to Mochizuki at the Toromon show when when they come out doing the M2K gimmick. He's coming out with his razor scooter and his sunglasses and his <laughs> blonde hair slicked back and his jean jacket, and and he is right back in the gimmick like it's the beginning of Toromon. Him and Susumu. <laughs> Mochizuki because he wasn't Susumu Yokosuka yet. I mean, it it was just good. Like, these guys understand it, and they know how to take care of themselves. And that's why they they just have longevity, I think, too. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Now, what didn't make sense to me was, A, how amazing this 10-man tag match uh, would end up being. But, B, don't we already have an R.E.D. Red faction in Japanese professional wrestling, let alone two? Please, Put some knowledge on me and the Russell Cass audience and who this heel faction that is probably, uh, again, if I would have watched this show before we did our 2019 Russell Cass Radio Awards, which you can now download and archive, whether it's on blogtalkradio.com forward slash strong style media or wherever you add your cast by looking up strong style media or Russell Cast with the T radio. Um, <laughs> I, I would have put these guys just on this match alone. Because the teamwork and whatnot, and now knowing the wonderfully blonde-haired gentleman yeah. heel bastard known as Kano uh, yeah. was dominating, uh, yeah, these guys would have definitely been um, right on that list. So, you know, uh, I mean, you know, it's true. I mean, it's like REG. I mean, you could almost call them chaos. You know, it's, it's just funny because yeah. they all were red. Um, and it's, it's such a distinctive color because so many wrestlers wear red. I think that's yeah. part of it too, but um, you know the, these these guys. Cano started the group, um, and he he brought in um, uh, Masakita Mia and Yoshiki Inamura were a tag team. They kind of came together and formed Congo, and then recently, oh. um, it was on. It was middle of January. It was one of the shows there, but that's when How and Neo came on. How. I uh, used to be Yuki Sato from uh, 2AW All Action Wrestling, and uh, Neo is, is uh, Taiji Ishimori's, uh, Taiji Ishimori's 
former partner, uh, he used to wrestle as High 69 okay. in, uh, in, in Noah. And they came out as just mystery partners to tag, and they took off their masks, and the crowd popped like, oh, whoa, what are these guys doing here? And they had new gear, um, all new gimmicks, because High 69 used to wear like a like a, a cut t-shirt with like the, the frillies on it. And he had the, the camouflage shorts like Ishimori used to have. And, you know, he, he kept that when Ishimori left. And so they, they put this big stable now where they have a heavyweight tag team. They have a junior tag team. And then obviously Kano is the ace of it. Um, and they're just kind of running roughshod as that big heel group too. Uh, they mm-hmm. take on the team of Satoshi Kumano, Juta Miyawaki, Minoru Tanaka, Naomichi Marafuji, and Kano's, rival over the last year and a half Kaito Kiyomiya and yeah I mean like you said these guys use such teamwork broke everybody down oh yeah they got everybody out of the ring it was down to Hitoshi Kamano and Kano Kano licked his chops whooped Kamano's ass kept picking him back up then finally decided to finish him with this gross foot stop they beat him after the match they all line up in position like a military group and Cano just starts ripping the entire company down and breaking everyone down on that stick. And and it's these guys got momentum going on. We we got something here going on with these guys. Um oh, I can't I can't well, I don't know if they're gonna do a six two Yaragoon or what's gonna, gonna happen next, but I'm gonna send you my uh, my notes from from this match. I didn't send you that because I wanted to to kind of talk online. Uh, Marafuji, by the way, um, I know you were kind of down on him. I believe uh, 2018. I want to say, I, um, and I was on st- the same thing with him that I was when with Kenta, where I'm now. Okay. Oh, I'm not. I'm, he looks rejuvenated. Over. Yeah, I, I'm like you know what? I need to realize that this isn't Marafuji from 15 years ago just like this is in Kenta from 15 years ago. And I need to enjoy it while he's still there and how hard he is working with what he can still do. And it's made me appreciate Marafuji a lot more a la Kenta. So that was, that's, that's just what I was going to say real quick about the Marafuji. Thing. Oh, yeah, you know what Marafuji can do? He will stiff kick the shit out of you, which is amazing <laughs> to watch uh, any which way. And it's damn Awesome. Uh, and, and just to, to let you know, uh, my uh, again, I sent you the notes there. But I have old Taichi on one team. Uh, he, he looks, I, I put, he seems like a scumbag. Um, we, we have a uh, Ire, a part of uh, a part of Congo. Uh, there was a guy who looked like that guy. I have, uh, I have Red Sonata with, with the chin Red strap. Sonata. So I got Red Sonata. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I just have all this, this crazy stuff. But that dude was tight. He was hulking up um, like no other and just slamming the crap out of the opponents there. And it was just just damn amazing. I mean, Marafuji's getting, you know, speared, getting V-triggered. He was taking it all in there. Um, and, and just kind of seeing Kaito Kiyomiya, you know, kind of up, up close here. I mean, those two for me were, were amazing. And, and, of course, the orange guy just getting in at the tail end, uh, end of the match there to, to feel the wrath of Kano, or let's be real, the <laughs> whole faction of Congo, which was a damn awesome sequence there. Um, just because, again, I, I love the, the teamwork aspect in this faction. Uh, you know, again, r- reminds me a little of Dragon Gate, but just seems a little bit more complete over on the uh, the Noah side here. So, <laughs> uh, Orange, huge kick. Another running kick, Coupe de Grail, and Tokyo Sports Doppelganger wins. <laughs> move Valentine's to the Super Bowl. Move Super Bowl to home location. 
<laughs> oh yeah, that was the notes I, I took down for work. I was like, yeah, we should work on that tonight, which was completed. <laughs> yeah, Tokyo Sports Doppelganger wins. Yeah, the Coupe de Grace. That was that was pretty cool to watch. Ooh, I'm getting fancy hors d'oeuvres sent to me. Thank you, honey. Ooh. With smoked do the, salmon. Do the canola fist at her. That's how you intimidate people. Canola fist at them. Big old man hawk fight six man tag here for your semi main. Oh, yeah. uh, Sugiyara Goon members Hideki Suzuki, who um, I'm glad you're getting to see more and more of him because that was something I knew you could get into. Yeah. Uh, Kazuhitsu Fujita and Takashi Sugiyara defeat Axis, my tag team of the year, Goshi Ozaki and Katsuhiko Nakajima, and Shohei Tanaguchi. That's Axis? Yeah, Ozaki nice. Nakajima, yep. Yeah. Uh, Tanaguchi uh, gives up, or well, faints, passes out from. Fujita's sleeper, but I think my biggest takeaway from this is Hideki Suzuki, who is a you know Billy Robinson trained, one of the last trained by Billy Robinson, is a shoot style catches catch can. Where if he doesn't agree with it or doesn't necessarily like you or doesn't want to do it, he's going to just lay all over you, and the match is going to be boring, and he's not going to do a lot because he's so good at wrestling. And he mm-hmm. got that ring, and Access just kicked the shit out of him for like five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they and did. And you could see Suzuki didn't want to get up for some of the stuff. And Nakajima just puts both boots in his chest and just leans back like he's double foot choking him in the turnbuckle. And then Shizaki and Nakajima begin to take turns teeing off with kicks to the backs and chops. And then they hit a roundhouse kick brain buster. Um, and it's like, look, we're going to make you do this, whether you like it or not. We're, we're, we're really good at wrestling. And we don't <laughs> we're really, they were, I was Snapchatting the crap out of that match because yeah, they, that, that was just an awesome, I'm excited now to know that that's who, that who, um, that's who access comprises of because Goshi Ozaki again, just is so stoic and, and just will beat the crap out of you. And has awesome, you know, awesome wrestling gear. And and Nakajima, just to know, you know, with that that awesome, wonderful hair of his, it's just, it's it's wonderful. But standouts, I would say, is all of them. Uh, Takashi Segura, amazing Segura goon. So that's their gimmicks, huh? Yep, that yeah, uh, Takashi Segura is uh, his little group. Nice. No, it's it, it was a, a great co-main event. You know, double champs on each side there, you know, and it was just beating the living hell out of each other. Well, I love Japanese wrestling, which, <laughs> as, I, as you heard me say, thank you, honey. Uh, last week when we were watching New Japan, she was actually watching a little bit with me, and she was like, I, I've i watched WWE with you. I've watched some AEW with you. But watching New Japan during Wrestle Kingdom, she was like, it, it's just a whole different world. And then she was like, break it down for me. What makes it different? And I put it on pause. It was during Ishii and, and uh, Evil, which was really hard to put put on pause. And I went, I, I, we, and this was like two in the morning. And so all of a sudden, I lectured her for about two hours, going back and forth, going on. Well, this is when ris- re- the wrestling landscape changed at Bash at the Beach, 1996. And then, you know, broke down. And then how it's faltered in America. And then she was like, so, and then I, I was just like, and with New Japan, they have the creative freedom and this and that. And she's like, okay, so athleticism, creative freedom. You talked to me for two hours, and all you could have said were those three words. 
but it's true. <laughs> and I think Noah has that aspect where it seems like, hey, they're just going to go out there and just bust some, you know, bust some ass and, and put on, you know, a, a quick, amazing show, as as I would say, this, this Global Junior League, uh, you know, night nine definitely was. Look, I mean, and, and that's a great way to put it. Like, look, look at how hard these guys work from from the young lions to the guys in their mid fifties. They work hard the entire time. Mm-hmm. We got a blood money Saudi Arabia show coming up in a few days, and I guarantee you, those guys are going to get in there, hit their shit, and get out in four minutes and not care. Yeah. Which I don't. I, I guess I don't blame them because of where it is and what they're doing, but it's not like that's anything new, and they wouldn't do that on a random day anyway. You know what I mean? And, and look at John Moxley, that creative freedom and athleticism, well, I guess in this case, brawling, um, you know, it has give, breathed new, or yeah, it's given them new life because we're, everyone on the internet, or at least on, on you know, Japanese wrestling Facebook pages um, are just over the moon. Even your casual wrestling fans, you know, seen promos on the internet or whatnot are thinking, oh, I need to watch this match. This is important. And who made it important? Minoru Suzuki. <laughs> um, I still love, too, when, when he sent me the stamp of Maybach Tanaguchi or Shohei Tanaguchi now. Uh, he, he he kicks Fujita and he's like, ah! And oh, Fujita's, yeah. or, I mean, Sugera. Sugera's like, yeah, that's not going to happen. Reverses the Irish whip and then runs and just kills him over the guardrail and just stands like getting that. Oh, thank you again, honey. Like man, Sugara is a is a monster. Uh, Speaking of monster, we've already kind of given this away, but uh, Daisuke Harada, 1943, defeats Nick Togo. Um, Obviously, I I preferred the Hajime Ohara match on it. What was your thoughts on uh, Nick Togo, Daisuke Harada, seeing uh, Togo go 20 minutes? Uh, Harada too. I, I will say the one thing I will say that I really liked too was, you know, even on the on the the first of the two Germans to get the victory, he's only doing mm-hmm. one leg, and because he could only hold one leg down, Togo kicked out. So he had to like, yeah, down, scream and do it the second time, and keeps both feet planted. And the second he drops, he's calling for an ice pack. So I thought that was great psychology because it showed that Togo is still strong enough to get out, and he didn't have enough uh, leverage. But then when he did it again and he fought through the pain, he gets the victory and immediately. I mean, you you saw uh, um, <laughs> this match told a story from the beginning to the yeah. end. You said and, with the knee, and that didn't happen until what the first eight minutes? Because I swear to you, Daisuke Arata was in complete control. Dick Togo didn't insert any offense until he finally, essentially, Larry, you know, clotheslined him over the rope and then drilled his leg on that guard, you know, on the guardrail outside. Then after that, he was working the leg, Johnny. But before that, I swear, five, six, seven minutes, no offense whatsoever. Harada was just going at him full force, which, again, I was like, where are they going with this? <laughs> when is Togo going to finally get some input? And like you said, that story with the knee, perfect, perfect for that it, spot. It was great, too, because it, it almost felt like Harada knew because of the beating he took from Hajime Ohara, he had to get mm-hmm. in there and finish this quickly because Dick Togo won in such a short time that yep. the long long match isn't going to favor him. And he went for the quick win and it didn't work. You know, and he almost cost him. Like, like you're, I mean, you're 100% right. The story was great. If if, if it wasn't for how, how much I loved Hajime Ohara in that match, I, I mean, this final would have been my match of the night. But oh, I love that, that final. Story. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I, I then, preferred the final. You get Harada cutting the promo on Ogawa, and Yohei's got to hold him up with the with the trophy because he can't stand. I mean, he's still putting it over. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was it's so good. I mean, this Noah show top to bottom was just fantastic. Go check it out, guys. It's free on the uh, DDT streaming website, DDT Universe. Um, just got to scroll, wait for that English to, to hit submit, scroll to the bottom. If you notice the guy, the the, the uh, corpse of the bassist from Motley Crue and um, Dick Togo from uh, the 1997 uh, Royal Rumble, um, then you're good to go. And it says free. And, and it's a three-hour breeze. <laughs> Wonderful watch. And thank you, Ryan. Thank you, DDT. Um, thank you, Booker Man. Uh, and, and I decided to, to get into Noah into this new decade. Man, Daisuke Harada like, it looks like he's going to do a shoulder breaker, and then he spins him off the shoulder and with the go to sleep. It's just gross. Yeah. It just sounds like so, a whiplash every, every time. <laughs> so, does this mean we get Daisuke Harada then challenging Yoshinari Ogawa, or was this because he just got a trophy? So, does he get a yeah, match against so, Ogawa? So essentially what we built up for now is we saw Hayata and Yohei challenging Katoge and uh, Kataro Suzuki for the juniors. Uh, mm-hmm. Harada winning this, he gets a shot at Ogawa. We Ooh. then saw Kazuyuki Fujita challenge Go Shiozaki for the title. So Fujita is going to be the contender to the nice, Shiozaki yeah. for the heavyweight. And then we saw Kaido Kiyomiya come out after and challenge Sugera for the national title. Uh, Tokyo sports boy, as you called him, a kid. So, so that's going to happen on, on a show in the future, or it could be cross-spanned between many shows. It could be a couple shows. Otherwise, there is a chance where, yeah, we get, we get Shiozaki uh, and Fujita for the title. We get Kiyomiya and Sugera for the national. We get Ogawa Harada for the junior. And then we get hmm. Harata and Yohei against Katoge and Kataro Suzuki. Which eggplant emoji, eggplant emoji, eggplant emoji. <laughs> wow. And then it makes you think because they're going to need something to do with them. Then they'll run Tadasuke and Chris Ridgeway one-on-one. I could see them doing that. Give me that. <laughs> <laughs> and then because you got to do something with Katsuhiro, uh, Katsuhiko Nakajima, maybe they do Nakajima and Hideki Suzuki then. Ooh. Speaking of Chris, Chris Ridgeway, um, so uh, one of the, the big news of this past week, uh, WWE uh, had two new signings. One was obvious, and I don't know who the hell he is. And to me, he doesn't sound good, but Killer Cross. Um, and, and, of course, Timothy Thatcher, who we love from Ring Comp. The, the original OG, not of Imperium, jerk Brian Satin. <laughs> God, that was, I wanted to throw my TV when he said that. Uh, but Thatcher and Valter. Um, you know, again, comp- or, uh, you know, making up the original duo team of Ringcom. Um, and the re- one of the reasons why Meltzer said he, you know, finally signed to the WWE um, was, you know, not to, to have a homecoming stylings with, with Walter and whatnot in the UK, but because he couldn't get a deal with uh, any Japanese promotion, which is surprising to me. But him yeah. and Chris Witchway, I see a little similarities in, in there. You know, of course, Thatcher's a little bit more technical, which I do love uh, in my older age here. But does age play a factor in why Ridgeway, you know, seems to have a, a little career in Japan and Thatcher did not? I think Ridgeway got the spot because he's he's a, he can use him as a junior, but he's very strike heavy. Where, yes, mm-hmm. Timothy Thatcher wrestles, you know, lariats and, and suplexes and stuff like that, but he's more of that. He's more Hideki Suzuki. That's why so many people wanted to always see Hideki Suzuki Timothy because it's the yeah, ground. Style. I do now because <laughs> I know who he is. <laughs> and, and I think you know, 
you get to plug Chris Ridgeway in a spot where he's doesn't need to be huge name recognition where they probably would have had to do a lot more with Timothy Thatcher too. I also don't think Timothy Thatcher fits with something like New Japan. So now that eliminate takes him out of there, he doesn't fit with uh, Dragon Gate. Yeah. So I think it's just he's just an odd fit. I think is what part of it is. But speaking of Noah and that new sh- the, that the upcoming show, after all those matches that I said to you that potentially could happen, we don't have one match with Congo on there with those five guys. So wow. I don't know what they're gonna do with Congo still on those. Maybe they'll just murder five more people again. <laughs> Which I'm fine with. Um. So I, 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 I'm looking at our run sheet. I, I kind of was thinking about calling an audible where we, we review and preview New Japan as one lump at the end here. Mm-hmm. Um, before, do you want to do you want to go over the Q the Q four call, or do you want to now that we've had this this emotion and talking all this random puro, do you want to do our cards? I would say let's do our cards here for sure. Okay. So as you guys remember from a couple of shows back, I, I read there was an uh, interesting thing I saw in one of my numerous Japanese uh, Facebook groups, uh, which I am a part of now. Thank you, Ryan. Um, and they, they said, if you could, um, you know, essentially have a super card since at the uh, Tokyo Sports Awards, Kazuchika Okada said, hey, why don't we do this to, to breathe some light into, you know, uh, Japanese wrestling as a whole? Because essentially, it's territories. It's like the 70s and 80s of American wrestling, which I appreciate a lot. I tried explaining to uh, to the missus as well, which went over both of our heads, I'm sure. Um, but but with, with Japan, you know, Kata's like, we should have a mega show, you know, as he was with, you know, Miyahara and, and, and whatnot, and um, Kiyomiya, where, you know, then someone posted online, if you could have eight matches with New Japan, All Japan, and and Noah, what would your eight matches be for that card, and where would you have it? I was like, wow, that's an interesting question. Uh, since I am a little bit more, you know, uh, I, I would say more knowledgeable in in my Japanese companies, and Ryan, of course, is the the, the Lanny Pafo. Um, I don't know if the bulge is included, but the Lanny Pafo <laughs> of of Japanese uh, knowledge there. So especially because, you know, you just kind of went there last year. But, you know, yeah, it, it was just something that was, that was pretty interesting. So um, I got excited. I got hyped, um, you know, to, to, of course, bring back Melomania 2020. Um, yeah. over Because it, you can't get bigger than the, than the Tokyo Dome. So I'm, I'm going to be a, a cop-out and, and do uh, the biggest dome because we are going to have an absolute sellout, not 40,000, not 30,000 New Japan, but we're going to do whatever the hell – their their max is so we're gonna they're gonna open up the seats they're gonna put seats in the middle of the top of the dome I don't think that's even possible but we're gonna have sixty seven thousand strong Melomania twenty twenty yeah Melomania is tight that's always been uh I used to make match cards as a kid in my notebook all the time I wish I could find those but man they were tight well obviously um since I wanted to make sure that uh. You know, I kept it real. I uh, I wanted to run the uh, the Shinkiba first ring so we could have uh, a super no vacancy of 320 fans uh, for my event. <laughs> nice. Or the Yokohama Bunka Gymnasium. But I realized, no, 
This card is so good and so big. I have to do a cop-out and go on Tokyo Dome as well because, damn it, there's no. no way. People are going to be attacking themselves. They don't do that in Tokyo for tickets to this show. Um, now, you did three different companies than I did, or two different yes. in New Japan, right? You did DDT, yes. Dragon Gate, New Japan? Uh, I did DDT, All Japan, and Dragon Gate. Since oh, we, I, I kind of put New Japan out of it since they are the WWE of the West. Okay, so since, since you gave me the, the, uh, the challenge, um, and we kind of audible with you jumping in, um, why don't you give me your card, Alex? Um, since since you challenged me, and I would because I'm I'm I was super excited when those were the three companies you picked. Oh, definitely. To to I mean I'm super excited to say to start things off at Melomania. We are definitely going to open up with a, a a crowd pleaser. We got Noya, uh, yeah Noya Nomura taking yeah. on in a four way. I was going to split these two. I was like, no, I want a 12 minute crash. Test dummy like balls out match to start the card. Naya Nomura taking on Iowatnabi of Dragon Gate, Soma Takao, and also Kaito Ashida to open up that, that card there in a four way, just because why the hell not? That's second what off. I'm talking about. <laughs> second off, I thought you might appreciate that. That was actually, I think, the third match I came up with. I was like, oh, how could I not do that? Um, a lot of tag team wrestling. I tried not to do a lot of three ways, you know, which was hard in some instincts. But with all Japan's rest, uh, roster being a little bit more thin, um, sorry the end. I tried to fit you in here, Odin, and I can't think of the other guy's name, but they are amazing. Uh, yes, thank you. Um, I, I, I was trying to figure out a match, but uh, unfortunately, I might put you on the, uh, the dark match list, which I didn't have. Uh, but number uh, match number two, uh, we'll have a tag match. Of course, R.E.D. representing one of the newer members, B.B. Hulk, teaming up with Cyber Kong, Russellcast Radio's all-time favorite, taking on, of course, the speedball Mike Bailey and Mao. I don't know if they're going to be climbing up pipes, uh, you know, if the Tokyo <laughs> Dome has that, but that match is going to be balls to the wall. Next, we have a special singles attraction match. We have former Dragon Gate Open the Gate champion, Ben K taking on, yeah. I would say, a guy who was, you know, we're talking about John Moxley, you know, having new life, you know, not only with All Elite Wrestling, but with oh, New Japan, with his excursion over in Japan. We got Ben Gay taking on DDT's version of John Moxley. Hell, we all thought he was the original Death oh. Rider in the promo. We got Ben K on Chris Brooks. Yes, indeedy. Sorry, That's England. Awesome. Sorry, progress. But that match, woo, no title needed. Right after Shout that. Out to, uh, for Chris Brooks right here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just want to hear the dong. I'm going to turn it off, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Chris <laughs> God, we're Coming in, uh, you know, to, to kind of get the crowd a little, you know, into that relaxation aspect here. We are going to, you know, kind of have it fun. We're going to have the 15. Oh, God, what did, what did I call it? What did I call it earlier? Um, we, we're we're going to have a 15-man uh, weapons battle royal. Where's that gimmick? Where's that gimmick? Oh, yes. Um, oh, my God. I, oh, yes. The 15-person Demetrius Derek Fury Weapons Memorial <laughs> Invitational Battle Royal. So five 
peoples from each of the three promotions. So, of course, we'll start off with, with again, All Japan, very hard. But, you know, I had to bring one guy out of retirement. Ryan met him a few times. Uh, so we'll start with All Japan first. We got Joe Doring, uh, Kikataro, even though he's, you know, kind of with all the, the, the federations I, I kind of saw. Uh, but Minoru Tanaka, uh, we got Yoshitatsu with the Spider-Man gimmicks, and, of course, the bodyguard compromising of one team uh, for all Japan. Then we got the Dragon Gate side. We got Dragon Gate, Dragon Kid. We got Kness, Yosuke, Santa Maria. We got Genki, and of course, a strong machine J. Just so yeah. because half of that team pretty much will get thrown around, um, especially by uh, the bodyguard and Joe Doring. Yeah. Proud of. The DDT squad that will represent and pretty much will demolish everyone Every weapon known to man. Uh, but we got, of course, the OG, the legend, the Booker man himself, the guy who's <laughs> going to take Noah to the limits. We got San, uh, <laughs> Sanchiro Takagi, of course, his bitter enemy from a few Peter Pans ago. Uh, then Shuko Dino. We got oh. Matt Pauly, because you got to have Mad Pauly on that yeah. squad. Yukio uh, Sakaguchi and Saki Akai, because she is damn sweet. But also, it will be managed. <laughs> By the one and only gorgeous Matsuna. Yeah, he's gonna be singing the whole time. I hope too. <laughs> As Yuki oh kicks the bodyguard so hard he's injured again. <laughs> oh, and shit. a. Uh, Little preview I had uh, as I sent you to our text thread a little earlier today. Um, uh, champ versus champ, a champ of Dragon Gate, Naruki. Taking on newly crowned champ from DDT here, uh, the one and only the Roaring Elbow himself, a guy uh, who I got into a not not a fight, just a, a, a kind of a back and forth on why uh, the the elbow is uh, is a pretty good finishing move because he was uh, talking about the Judas effect and how it's not believable, and I was like Masato Tanaka called, and uh, he would like to hit you with one of his roaring yeah. ones, uh, but yeah, damn bullet, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but Naruki Doi taking on Masato Tanaka and probably a 60-minute draw, let's be real, because muscle busters galore. Uh, there's going to be a hell of sliding elbows, but that match is going to be hard effing mm-hmm. hitting. And I want to see that right now, um, as well as uh, this uh, tag team attraction here. We got uh, All Japan representing next stream. We got Jake Lee and Yuma Ayagi taking on oh, yeah. Damnation members Tetsuya Endo and Daisuke Sasaki, which I think would yeah. be damn amazing. And I love the uh, next stream reunion for one night only. Hell, yeah, I, I had to. I had to do a few reunions uh, on this show here. If hashtag DIY can uh, Lee and and Ayagi oh, definitely shit. can. Now match. <laughs> That would be a main event in any time, but unfortunately is my co-main event. You can't go tag after tag, so we're going to go singles. We're going to go the match to blow the dome off. We're going to go the face. Ryan's number one wrestler of 2019, if not going into 2020, especially after February 11th, going for defense number 10, the charismatic one, the one and only Kento Miyahara, taking on... I would say the face of DDT wrestling, a guy who I have grown appreciation of by watching that the wrestlers documentary on Viceland, um, where, where Kansuke or Kanasuke Takashita said, I used to send them resumes when I was a teenager. I wanted to train there. I got to go there at 16 and 
insane. You know, Takagi's like, come on. And then he's, you know, has shown me so many great matches, um, you know, whether it's with, with, in tag, in triple threats, or him and Brooks, you know, diving off of the uh, the, the ledge there of the stairwell um, at, at uh, which hall is that? It doesn't matter because they almost murdered each other, Karukin. <laughs> and it's that match, this match to me, when I, when I wrote that, this was the second match I, uh, I put down on paper. And I said, Miyahara and Takashita, wow. Give me well, that like, right away. And you know what? Takashita, I, I think, you know, hits one of his amazing, you know, swantons, you know, on, on Miyahara <laughs> enough times where Miyahara's like, all right, man, I don't know, you know, who's going to, to win that match, but uh, definitely we can uh, hopefully see if WWE oh. 2K19 can make that happen. I'll give you, I'll give you this one in, in the words of Sydney. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. But my main event, tag teams, since I've been a fan of the 80s and 90s, and kind of today, Japanese-wise anyways, my favorite tag team in all of the land. We got Dragon Gate's own Big E, of course, a big yeah. and Ata, the scummiest of all scum, taking on probably Ryan's favorite tag team of the last five years. Here's all Japan's own violent giants, Ishikawa, Suwama, in a anything goes hardcore debacle, chairs, tables, hell, we'll even throw some ladders. I don't know who's going to win this. You know it's the violent giants because Suwama's got that magic. But I got violent giants taking on, uh, you know, Biggie of R.E.D. as your main event. Ryan. How does Melomania sound to you? Would you sign up to Wrestle Travel, get the tickets there, and and head on over to Tokyo? Yes, yes. <laughs> you you've taken my money. You have taken my money. I I think and and you know what I love about it? It's so well deserved too. Violent Giants, man. They're just like we're just gonna keep getting older, and we're just gonna keep <laughs> doing what we do and whipping everybody's ass. And, Everybody I talk to that watches a lot of Puro goes, man, Violent Giants sometimes are just really slow and methodical, and I don't really remember a lot, but I always look at my notebook, and I'm like, God, I went four and a half. I went four and a quarter. I went four and three quarters. Count me in and on, on that group as well. because yeah, you're like, man, what do they do? When you're watching, you're like, oh, God, they're killing everybody. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... Alex's challenge to me was something that I was struggling very hard with, but I had to have two dark matches because I just couldn't do it. Um, <laughs> I would also like to say that due to injury, because, you know, it's it just like WrestleMania. Sometimes if there's just not an angle for you, you just don't get booked. Um, but this show did not, does not have Shingo or Ishii on it. So I know that's crazy. What? Yes, I know it's crazy. But... <sighs> When you said put this together in my head, I'm because there's two matches I easily would take two guys out and add them on. So like, I have it where I I know where I would slot it. And in fact, I changed one of them while you were going over your matches, and then I went back to the original because I said, no, I'm not going to tinker. I'm going off of dream card. What's going to draw the most, make the most money, be the mm-hmm. biggest? You know what I mean? Like with spectacle. So that's why I went the way I did, but. I just, before anyone goes, well, where the hell is uh, 
is is Ichi and Shingo. How is Shingo your number three? And you did like I get it. I'm just they just didn't make the cut. Okay, <sighs> they're, they're still. I mean, if I if I could, if if I was fine having uh, same promotion, then I would just have Shingo wrestle Ishii on the card, then they're booked. Oh, totally, and and that. we'd be all fine with that. I, I next time I see you, even though you're you're way older than me, um, and you would be the Ishii of, and plus you have his merch. Um, I'm, I'm going to right to Shingo bomb really <laughs> Damn it! I'll give you That's a pumping bomber. Just damn it. <laughs> I'm gonna hold you down and then have Sydney run and give you a pumping bomber as well. Sydney's gonna lift me up. Made in Japan. Oh God. World <laughs> there. Yeah, I'm wearing I'm wearing my freaking Stone Pimple shirt right now. Like I'm trust me, I'm not I'm not excited about it. I just I wanted to keep it <laughs> as to what I thought was a true dream card. So Nope. Respect, I'll, respect. I, your opening dark match, because I got two dark matches, one for one for violence and one to get the crowd going. Um, Pro Wrestling Noah's Hayata and Yohei of the Rattels taking on Suzuki Goon members El Desperado and Yoshinobu Kanemaru, also taking on Evolution members from All Japan, Hikaru Sato and Yusuke Okada. Ooh. That's my little, little junior tag match to get the crowd kind of going. And then because we need to get... Who gets the whiskey in the face? Um... Yohei does, and then he just smiles like Rufio and laughs at him because it doesn't affect him. <laughs> and then they do your style clash spot that you love from the match with Ridgeway. <laughs> and then that's the finish. <laughs> um, then, because you need something that's going to be memorable, that makes people go, well, we have to make sure we're always watching or here for the dark matches. Um, we then get, from New Japan Pro Wrestling, Minoru Suzuki taking on from All Japan Pro Wrestling, the leader of Purple Haze, Zeus. So that's that's going to be. Oh, I like that. Um, we're going to kick it off here with the ace of the junior division from all the three companies. We get Daisuke Harada, Hiromu Takahashi, and Koji Iwamoto in a three-way. Oof. And that's Oof. the end of my three-ways. I, I wasn't going to do them, but I didn't know how to not do that one. Um, in the well, battle, you got to do uh, one more before you hit 40, right? One more match? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, one more three-way. Oh, let's go. Get it. <laughs> I'm going to play the Cody promo as motivation. Um, in, in <laughs> New school versus old school. Naoya Nomura taking on Takashi Sugera. Oh, yes. In a match that I don't know if it's going to intrigue a lot of people, but something about this just made me think it could be tremendous. And part of it is because of his refound confidence, him now leading his own stable, and his really cool music that he comes out to now. Uh, Jake Lee taking on the aerial assassin, Will Ospreay. Wait, repeat that again, please? Because I was just like, what? And Will Ospreay. Wow. Which Jake Lee, though? Current Jake Lee or Jake Lee from, like, early 2019? So this is the Jake Lee that I was comfortable putting a photo on uh, the WrestleCast Facebook page of. With Fair the enough. Group, with group yeah, gym. that swagger. Yeah, like, and he's got that hey! music when he comes out now and stuff. Yep. So that Jake Lee. Okay. Um, at the midway point of the show, uh, we're getting tag team action as we got 
two of the best teams to do it in all of wrestling. Shuji Shikawa and Suwama, the Viant Giants, taking on Go Shiozaki and Katsuhiko Nakajima. <laughs> uh, didn't we see that match? I swear that match has happened. Well, Violent Giants did wrestle strong BJ, uh, Daisuke okay. Sakamoto and Yuji Okamayashi. Okay. Um, we come back from the break, and we got to hit you hard, so we're going to give you the Legends Showcase, the eighth battle, as Hiroshi Tanahashi takes on Naomichi Marafuji. Mm. Nice. This is the match where I almost chose Shingo, um, but I had to go with the draw factor of it. Tetsuya Naito taking on the leader of Congo, Kano. Whoa, okay. Okay. Bunch of cocky so that's, swagger bastards to the ring sounds <laughs> ring. That's where I was going to go Shingo, but I'm like, you know what? For the sake of business, Naito would be the match. Mm-hmm. Um, in the semi-main event... Dude, you don't think Shingo's just as over? I mean, in America, oh, I all I see is Shingo. Shingo, but in Japan, oh my god, just hearing... Just the eruption and whatnot, especially after one from last weekend. How how is he? I mean, equal over. I would say with that, uh, Tetsuya Naito at the moment. Don't disagree. Don't disagree. But I, I had to get Naito on the card somehow. Okay, fair enough. And that was why I thought this would be the slot. Um, Semi main event. Noah's Kaito Kiyomiya taking on Kota Ibushi. Ooh. <laughs> Whoa. Um, Which could happen. This my main event is the no-brainer. Kento yeah. Miyahara, Kazuchika Okada. I will, I'll give away one of my kidneys if it means I can get a ticket to that. Like I'll go to some dark alley and let them freeze my, <sighs> my body and put it in a little cooler and sew me back up and I'll get to go to the building. <laughs> Get that, get that second quarter bonus. You yeah. don't have to do that. <laughs> uh, look, hey, hey, right now I'm hitting sales. I'm hitting profit. I'm hitting uh, services. So I'm at a, I'm at a 16% of my uh, my quarter salary bonus. So I've got a couple grand coming my way at this rate. So nice, nice. Maybe, maybe I can get there for the summer. But, yeah, I just – I mean, there's no other match when you have those three companies. And and nothing against Kaido Kiyomiya, but I'm not doing a three-way with, Mia, with Miyahara and Okada. No. So I got to do something else. Kota Bushi's the guy. I need Kano on that card. So I thought Naito. I had to do the vets, the, the ace one on one. The two most dominant tag teams put them together. We got the juniors. But I don't know. I really, Suzuki Zeus, I had to get this somehow. But Jake Lee Will Ospreay is like my dark horse that nobody would expect that I think is like people leaving go, damn, that was really good. Because Jake Lee would be in control for like the first three minutes. Then Osprey would, you know, do the, the aerial assassin stuff, you know. But I think Jake Lee then kicks it in within the last, I, I would say, seven minutes. You're like, holy shit, Jake Lee might win this match. And and that's the crazy. It's like Taichi and Okada from night two last weekend where you're just like, are they going to pull the trigger and, and, and put the rocket on Taichi? I mean, spoiler alert, it didn't happen. But he was made a star because Okada was like, okay, it's your time to shine finally. And I think that's that's what would happen in, in that type of match there with Osprey and Lee, where Osprey, you know, he's one of the biggest stars, you know, in all of professional wrestling. And then you say, okay, Jake Lee, like Kenzo Miyahara did, you know, with, with Lee in, in defeat even, I think Osprey would do the same thing. 
and and that's that's kind of what I was thinking. Like if I had to book winners, is I'd have it, you know, just a great fifty-fifty, and then I'd have Jake Lee get the victory because it doesn't oh, hurt Osprey, and yeah, it just continues true. to help try to elevate Jake Lee. Like this Miyahara feud, as much as we had, I mean, look, we saw four defense or four matches in one year with maybe five, um, but you could tell by that that January third show, we legit thought Jake Lee was winning. Like yeah. We had not even the inkling. We're like, this dude is not the guy. No more past him. Get him the hell out of here. I've given up on Jake <laughs> Lee. You know, I finally came around on Lee like I did on Seth Rollins. I said, you guys are right. Jake Lee sucks. I I tried to stick with it, and I, I, I admit defeat. I'm bowing out. And by the end of it, we're like, as much as the sin, Miyahara made him turn the corner. Whether he even realized he did or wanted to, Miyahara was like, I need somebody to come with me. You better do it or somebody else is getting that shot. And he got a <laughs> swagger to him. He got, he, he got like, he still isn't the most cotton, like charismatic guy, but at least I'm into him when he comes to the ring. His music helps, you know, and I feel different about Jake Lee. And I, I think a, a win over Will Ospreay would do, would do great for him. And it wouldn't mm-hmm. hurt Will Ospreay one bit, which is why it's so perfect. And that's why I did it. Is you give Jake Lee another high profile victory over a guy who is the, you know, he is Jushin Liger. What's the best for business? Him going over. Great. How do you want me to take the fall? Mm-hmm. For sure. So, Cause I, that's why Ospreay gets booked everywhere and people want to use him is because he's easy to work with. Yeah, it's it's all about making putting on that believable wrestling match and and I yeah I think that's a perfect perfect foil for for one Jake Lee there. You, know, you you never hear people say they don't want to work with Will Osprey. Everybody wants to because he's not gonna he'll do anything for anybody. And, and now what about he, Will Osprey? Oh God, Will Osprey! I, did you see Ricochet changed his Twitter name to Rick, Rick O'Shea? O'Shea? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, that, I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but it was just, it was just so funny oh, when great. I saw it. Oh, for sure. It, it had to have been. It had to have been. <laughs> I was like, this dude. Who would have thunk? I, I saw that guy taping an NXT house show, and I said, hey, congrats on the signing. I remember seeing you in Chicago years, like in 2009. He's like, thanks, and we're just chatting. And then that guy's facing Brock Lesnar in Saudi Arabia. Crazy. And you gave him a WrestleCast wristband. Yeah. Two. Sorry, yeah, Tessa. Yeah, bitch. Whoa, whoa. Uh, we we're not going to go that far. I, I don't know. I, amazing I, I, talent. I was trying to have uh, I trying to have his back. So I, I apologize. <laughs> I'm standing up for R- Rick O'Shea. <laughs> oh, Rick O'Shea. So, Q4 earnings con call was kind of a shit show in a funny way. I don't think there's a lot we need to dwell on. But I well, just kind of wanted to pass this on, like, so you kind of could hear some of this. Like, these investors, J.P. Morgan, like, all big, big names like that. Um, when, when it got to the point where they talked about the network and they talked about turning it into a distribution, where mm-hmm. they treat it all a UFC to ESPN Plus, where they sell those rights off, where, yeah, if you have ESPN Plus, you get, you know, some free UFC stuff, but all the big shows are pay-per-views. It sounds like they, they already have something in place that could be done before this quarter is even over, meaning before WrestleMania, where it could go to the point where the pay-per-views are going to be sold third party. Um, they mentioned Disney Plus as a buyer, potentially. Um, Peacock, the NBC one, could be a buyer. 
Which makes so, sense. He wrote, Vince has always had a relationship with NBC Universal, obviously with USA, yeah. you know, and whatnot. So they they've had that since the eighties, since Saturday night's main event. Um, I, I think, I okay. So so I don't know if I. I like it because I'm so used to paying the 10 bucks and getting a pay-per-view and whether I like it or not. But, you know, I think the WWE network is honestly is a failure. Am I, is it weird that I think that? Cause you know, you go back I don't know a failure. I mean, because as a fan, it's nice because we can go back. We don't have to dig through our, our boxes of DVDs or Blu-rays yeah. or whatnot. We can just kind of go right there. I remember getting hype when they announced it back in like 2012, 2013 on a Raw. And then it wasn't mentioned for like nine months. And I was like, <laughs> what's this promo commercial? You know, like, what is that? And then, you know, disappeared. And then, you know, I, I liked it. You know, the 999. You know, they, they kind of, you know, worked themselves into a shoot over the years. Yeah, the subscribers weren't as big as they were expecting. You know, I'm sure a lot of people were sharing, you know, passwords and whatnot. But in reality, Ryan, let's be real. Nostalgia can only carry so long, which let's give credit to where it's due. Conrad Thompson is probably a huge proponent through his podcast going, you know, having the watch alongs. You're talking about the old events and him always plugging the network. You know, it worked really well. So that probably bumped a few people. But again, let's be real. One of the things that probably made people not want to subscribe to it or cancel their subscriptions was the best product that they were putting out there currently. Whether it was on Mondays or Tuesdays or Fridays or what have you. Or But let's be real. It was essentially the pay-per-views. Yeah, it's WrestleMania, but it doesn't have to be seven to nine hours long. Yeah. It's maybe about two or three matches that are enjoyable back at five o'clock, you know, Central Standard Time, not 1140, you know, p.m., you know, yeah. where you're just like, oh, gosh, you know, and, and I think that's a lot of the things. Yes, they have a diamond on the rough every now and then, like Extreme Rules of 2019 and what have you. Survivors, of course, knocking it out of the park. But two out of, what, 14, 15 big shows, including the Saudi Arabia ones. Hell, I didn't even watch the last one. Hell, I didn't even watch TLC, and it's 9.99. I was like, I'm good. That was even held in our backyard. I'm more closer to you than me. But I was like, I'm good. Even the documentaries now and then, eh. You know, I maybe seldom go on. I, I will go on there because I'm like, oh, yeah, I have the network when I pop up my app list on my smart TV. I'm like, oh, yeah, I have this. Or if there's a pay-per-view. or But essentially, I just watch it for the NXT shows once every couple of months, um, you know, from uh, for, for their, their takeovers. Um, but, you know, even then, you know, my DVR space is so limited, so I always do AEW. I'm like, I'll watch NXT later on the network in a few days. But it's so bypassed, and I've already seen results all over. I don't even go back unless I'm like, ooh, I heard this is really good. So for me, if they take the pay-per-view structure out altogether, I'm not going to go back watch, you know, November to remember whatever the hell, you know, an ECW pay-per-view or sit in 2001. So, yeah, I, I you know, will probably have to let it go. Um, just because again, it's much of an afterthought and with Noah now into the infrastructure, do you Piro bro might even be more of a realistic statement than anything. Yeah. Um, so the reason I, I say like business wise fail, well, what, what, what the WrestleManias would do like, like what, like 700,000 buys or something. 
on pay-per-view? Currently, I don't think they would do that, honestly. No, I mean, but like when they were. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're, I mean, in its prime, they're doing a million, I believe, like a couple of years. They're in 17 and whatnot. Yeah. But, so, yeah. If you look at the WWE Network right now, and this is why I say failure, because six years ago, if you if you look at the numbers of what they were probably doing with sales, they were mm-hmm. probably making close to $200 million in pay-per-view throughout the year. Um, at their peak at like 1.4 million subscribers, that's 168 million a year. They're losing, if that's the case, they're losing 30 to 40 million a year on the network. Oof. You know, so where did they think they were going to earn that, recoup that money then? Well, the initial thought that, which to start, which started to make sense when they were talking about this, the the network was a big proprietor and component of owning their own content and, and promoting and, and sharing their own, distributing their own content, this was spearheaded by Wilson and Burials, who are now gone. Uh, yep, so yep. it makes me think that this was something that there was a reason behind this because they wanted them gone for the call because of talking about this new structure with the pay-per-views. You know, the, the, the talk was they were going to be at 3 million subscribers, which, mm. to be fair, doesn't seem that far-fetched to me at the time. Like, when they had, like, 1.3 or 4 million in the first, like, year i'm like oh yeah they'll get to three million in a year or two easy mm-hmm. and it doesn't there's still people that pay, pay that buy pay-per-views you know they, they did like <laughs> what? 60, they, they did like at like 50 bucks a pop or whatever i think they had like sixty thousand pay-per-view buys for their last show still no of, t- of the rumble well it's the rumble i suppose uh, here let me let me try let me try this to see if i can find this WWE I swear, I remember oh, yeah. reading one event this year only got like garnered like ten to twelve thousand buys. Um, let's see if I wonder if we could. I wonder if there's a way to find that number. Um, but I mean, I mean, do do you think a big thing on why WWE announced sixteen thousand nine hundred? Oh no, that was just attendance. Uh, I was just trying to see if. June 26, 2019, pay-per-view buy rates hits new low with stomping ground. Uh, let's see. 9,800 pay-per-view buys in the U.S. Okay. So so even at 10,000 buys, we'll say 10,000 buys at 50 bucks a pop, what is that, $500,000? Mm-hmm. Times 50. Yeah, $500,000. If you were to divide that out to 10, would you would you think that they would have ten thousand people spending fifty bucks on a pay per view or fifty thousand people spending ten dollars for the network? I don't you know about it anymore, but going online, it's almost as bad as the uh, the the governments and and the elections and whatnot. I, I mean, you still have your marks choosing this side and say they are the best. Seth mm-hmm. Rollins, where well, that's yeah, the thing. they'll be your buyers, have... but I wouldn't buy one. I, I no, honestly I mean... wouldn't. If your content was better, people would do it, you know, because if you remember before the network, at least some of these pay-per-views were were fun. They were enjoyable. You know, you'd have your, like you said, your gems here and there. If far in between, if it wasn't for the takeovers. mm, Well, here's the thing is if they take these pay-per-views off of the network, you would think theoretically they'd have to start making the product better because you'd have to sell that. 
Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, we thought going to Fox, you'd have to improve your content, but you haven't improved shit. So it doesn't. You got a German Brazzers scene with Baron Corbin <laughs> covered in brown liquid stuff. <laughs> so that's kind of the, the 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 big takeaway I had was the whole, and and these investors started hammering away because they're talking about you know record numbers doing this and going to you know the Indian television, Saudi Arabia, and the money with that and. Blah blah, and they're like, a network was going to expand on and do this, and then he just stopped talking about it, and then he moved on. Mm-hmm. And the investors was like, oh, no, 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 hold up, we got questions, man. You, we got questions. And you could tell Vince was getting pissed because they kept going, "How is the XFL going to affect this?" And he's like, "The XFL has 400 employees and has nothing to do with it." And they're like, "Well, how well even though he's being investigated for how he's funding that and whatnot, yeah, oh, so it'll be interesting it, where it, that goes." So get this, the investors asked about that too. You know, they're like when when Dick Ebersol wanted to pay you fifty million dollars for the XFL rights and you said no, but then you were able to absorb it over and start a promotion, Alpha Alpha Sports or whatever, with, with that name that you bought for pennies on the dollar. Your investors mm-hmm. did not make money on that purchase. You cost your investors five hundred million dollars or whatever that's fifty million dollars on that namesake you didn't sell. Now you gotta answer to these investors why they didn't make money off that. Um, you know, and he's they, somebody asked him, "How are you going to be able to carry the burden of running these?" Shows? And he goes, "I got broad shoulders." Like, that oh was my God. Somebody then asked him. They said, "Is is is AW adding pressure on?" And he his answer was, "Well, we're the only PG corporation still uh, producing content." That was. <laughs> Answer like no. I'm pretty sure having... NWA is producing content and getting almost as many watches as the uh, as the E. I'm kidding on that, but geez. <laughs> but well, but I, I after the Eddie Kingston promo, I don't I don't think they're very PG. But uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which was a touche. Yeah, that might be my promo of the year so far. I think I sent it to the group chat. Uh, watch it if you haven't. But um, you know, this is coming from a guy who there's blood on all his shows. He has people getting injured. There's um, there's a love triangle with Bobby Lashley, Rusev, Liv Morgan, Lana. Like, how is this PG? Like, no, it's not. And then somehow, I don't remember how they got to it, but they, they when they got called out about the Saudi Arabia stuff, and they're like, how come you haven't put these numbers on, you know, on the quarterly read sheet we're going through for our, our con call packet? And he's like, well, the, well, the, the Saudi government, they pay us when, the, when they're ready to, and it's a weird TV <laughs> negotiation. And he blamed, they blamed it on like a weird TV rights that essentially they get paid by the Saudi government whenever they so feel like it. Oh my so God. They can't even claim this money. They get delayed there. They get held hostage. They can't claim yeah. the money, but they're going to go back in three or four days. Still the pimp is getting pimped by Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Um, they said there's complicated. They're, they're like the India TV deal was supposed to happen in 2016. You're now talking it should be done by next quarter. Well, there's legalities with the the the, the governments and the and the TV distribution there, and it's just they keep throwing different things at us, but it should be wrapped up soon. And then they're like, <laughs> oh, by the way, we're gonna sell the network off and start distributing these pay-per-views on OTT uh, over the table service type things. And people are like, what? Like there was a guy who started like he hung up that phone and sold the stock and just was done with it. <laughs> Well, I mean, let's be real. The stock plummeted what two times in a week? It seemed like. Um, it I mean, they're dropping ten percent. It plummeted the call. 
yeah. literally dropped after the call. And what was one of their answers why their content wasn't good? Well, if you remember in quarter three, we had most of our roster injured, so that didn't help. They're still talking about they had all those injuries. Remember I had that big spreadsheet I sent you yeah. with all those things? Like, they're still talking about that. Jesus. I, I have this saved on my phone. I should figure out a way to, to get it to you. It's 51 minutes. That's the only reason. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't figured out how to send it over to you, but I want to get you this file so you can hear it. And, and it's like you listen to these answers, and the call is like 15 minutes. And they take, they take questions for 35 minutes or so because people just keep asking. They're like, and after you answer that, I have a follow-up depending on the answer. <laughs> but they're probably just giving up. You know, like, I, I don't need to hear more BS. It's just, it, and they're asking, they're like, what, what is the reason with, without growth that you guys continue to keep acquiring talent? Like, what's the point of acquiring more talent when you're not, when you're not making money off? And they're like, well, we need to keep a healthy dose of new talent and old talent. And they're like, well, why do you still have all the other talent then? <laughs> Can't wait you know, to hear that response, even though I'm this, curious, you know. This explains to me, too, why there's no different tiers like they had joked or talked about with the network. This explains mm-hmm. why there's no progress in uh, OTT or no Evolve yet. It's because I don't think they know what they're going to do with it. I think now that they decided to get Barrios and Wilson out, they don't know what they're doing with it. And now they're talking about just possibly, you know, a, a rumor or whatnot, um, you know, that, that it just might go away forever. Yeah. I mean, they, I've heard people say that they charge 10 bucks and you still get the pay-per-views, but you get them like Raw and SmackDown where they're 30 days, it's after 30 days. Kind of like how SmackDown and Raw are a month behind on the network. Yep, yep. You know, I, or, I still probably wouldn't have it. Yeah, I mean, like you said, the backlog is nice. Like, I, I just put, I have so much stuff. But how often do you check it out? I don't. I'm, I'm, I have one and a half game changer shows to watch. I still need to finish Dragon Gate from last night. I have a New Japan show tomorrow to watch. I'm going to have an All Japan show on Tuesday, and I'm two stardom shows behind. And I still have the main event of the one for Tokyo Joshi Pro to watch. Like, because, I mean, there's, there's four or five companies that I watch that we don't talk about because mm-hmm. I, I, I'm all about like talking all this stuff, but you got a full-time job. You, you run a business, you know, you got a mm-hmm. you family. I understand how that is. I just, I'm, I'm blessed with giant balls and I only need to sleep three hours a night. That's my saving grace. <laughs> if I needed to sleep like a normal human being, I would, I'd be watching probably less than you to be ultimately yeah. fair because you find ways to get a lot done. And I love you for that. Cause we get more to talk about but I mean, yep, I yep. watch Big Japan. We don't talk about that. I watch Stardom. I watch Tokyo Joshi Pro. You know, a lot of these companies, I, I just I love watching, and yeah, I'm yeah. all for easing them in as we do it, kind of like how we're easing Noah in. But I don't, you know, I don't want to try to, you know, make it bigger than it is or tougher than it is. And it's it's just why am I going to keep WWE then and go back and watch it when oh great you're going to give me progress now well we stopped watching progress because you took all their effing talent so why do we care what is it it doesn't it doesn't do me any favor that you're getting that we got rid of not one bit so it's it's just I I don't know what they're going to do with this network but it's it was wild and I tell you what man if we have to pay for the WWE shows I mean Royal Rumble Wrestlemania Maybe money in the bank might be the only thing I might even pay for. Everything but else, even then, it hasn't really 
that good to quantify forty, fifty, sixty dollars on the HD like some satellites do. Yeah, you're right. Hell, I didn't even I didn't even pay for the last uh, AEW pay per view. I bootlegged it. Yeah, and I like AEW. You know, it's just easier to do sometimes. <laughs> mm-hmm. well, like I said, it wasn't a ton to talk about, but I just I I really. It was it was interesting, and as I put inside of the um, in our description here, um, Ryan took part in the call and had some interesting thoughts just from the cadence from Vince on his answers, and that's really what it was was K- him and his his uh, the the uh, interim CEO CFO or whatever CEO or whoever it was the guy that took over Barrios. Mm-hmm. They just their cadence were like their shit don't stink, but they had nothing good to tell you, and it was worse than normal. Like at least the other one, like. I could read the the charts that I that I got that I gave you and kept one, and kind yep. of try to understand where they were going. Like I didn't even bother to open the doc for the cod call. I just said, eh, whatever, screw that. <laughs> I, I'm like, I'm listening to it. And I don't even want to follow along. Oh my god. So why? I mean, is it essentially like what they always say? Until Vince is gone, maybe it'll be a viable company. I mean, you have all elite breathing down their necks, getting a four year contract you know, extension with TNT. I mean, depending on, you know, LW, you know, not only announces a partnership with uh, Dragon Gate, which is, you know, pretty interesting there, but they're fielding offers from, you know, Showtime, from Amazon, you know, a few other, you know, uh, networks or, or streaming services, which, hey, why the hell not? More exposure, you know, people have more access to those than some, you know, cable providers. And so it's just, you know, again, I'm sure the qu- the quality of the product would go up with them having more eyes than on being sports or, you know, or their mm-hmm. YouTube and whatnot. So it's just like, you know, Ring of Honor, you know, Marty Squirrel doing doing some pretty good stuff, you know, mending that relationship with New Japan, putting on a hell of a card, you know, uh, you know, come uh, GCW weekend uh, here in April. Sorry, it's not Mania weekend anymore. Game Changer Wrestling took that ish over. Um, but, you know, it's just, it's, it's crazy how, you know, the, we, we, you know, like you said, the American Indian are dead, you know, this and that. But it just seems like all the companies, you know, give or take, yeah, they're not going to reach billion-dollar levels, but they're making fans interested again in their product. Which, again, kudos to Marty School and everyone at Ring of Honor to put more eyes, you know, on their product. And be like, okay, maybe they aren't dead on arrival like we thought they were going to be, you know, come yeah. half of 2020. So, It'll be interesting what happens with that. You know, we already know they have that TV deal, but maybe they get better exposure and better timing for their shows there. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Oh man, it's just it's it's interesting to see where this is going to go and how this is going to play out. But are they going to WW themselves, or is there just way too much money that they have that obviously? I think eventually, if if it comes down to it, they'll keep the they'll keep the network out, and it'll just be. Minus the pay, they'll give you like, you know, stomping grounds on the network or bragging rights or whatever. Ugh. But I, I'll say this: I could live with it if they pulled the big four and left everything else on there. Mm-hmm. Like I could live now, with that because I understand that they did the have to try to make money. I would, yeah. God, well, let's talk. What if they have for twenty bucks, you get all the pay per views, including the big four. 
and then they they up the price from nine ninety nine to fourteen ninety nine. Like you said, you get the secondary shows, uh, you you get the takeovers, but you have to pay. Like, wh- how much would you be willing to pay more? Would you pay that twenty to keep all the sh- you know, all, all the uh, the all the pay per views? I say no, but I might. Or I or I would just say, why don't one of us get rid of it and we'll just split it? Yeah. Which we should be probably doing anyway. I, I, the only the only streaming service that we both pay for is WWE Network, I think. Mm-hmm. Let's think about this. If I, I'm going if I go through my list, I I got I buy All Japan. You buy Demand. You buy Progress. Oh yeah, I should probably get rid of that since that's not a thing anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> Dragon Gate, New Japan. You you don't buy New Japan, right? You just use mine. Yes. Um, and then Stardom, and then the only one, and then WWE is the other one, and we both pay for that one. So you're saying I should buy all Japan? What, what do we have? We, we use one, two, three, four. We use five, I guess six if you count Stardom, but I, I don't know. I don't know if you really watch much Stardom. But like, here's the thing: it's like I'm fine paying fifty bucks for all those, but I don't know if I'd take if I if I would justify doing another 10 for a company that I barely watch. Yeah. Like that might be like, Alex, you got to get this one or we're just going to kick it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause I, <laughs> like I, I'm, I'm the other ones. I'm like, hell yeah. I enjoy watching these. I'm glad to pay for them. And I want more people to watch them and get on board with me. Like that's different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're like, Ryan, I want to watch some progress. I'm buying the streaming service. Awesome. I'm going to check it out with you. But WWE, the fact that we both pay for it is just kind of egregious. I agree. I was thinking about that earlier. I was like, I don't know if I should take over just that and do another one. Uh, which, yeah, we'll, we'll have to talk about that off air. Sorry, I'm trying to eat artichoke, like legit artichokes, taking it out, not eating the full leaf because apparently I'll die and scoop whatever insides it is. Oh, Classy here tonight. <laughs> so, interesting to see what's going to happen with that. Uh, we got about a half hour or so left on here. Talk, talk some New Japan here. The undercards of these shows were were pretty good, but obviously the main thing to talk about were the, the two single matches on both New oh, yeah. beginning and Sapporo's. Um I will say though, Okada Moxley uh, yeah, Okada Moxley, Minoru Suzuki Taichi was really fun. Awesome. Moxley takes the pin after a pile driver from Suzuki. I went three and three quarters on that. And Hiromo and Bushi against uh Ryu Lee and Robbie Eagles was pretty good too, to be honest. Um would you be excited well, for a Robbie Eagles Hiromu Takahashi match in the future? Yes, yes, I would. Nice. Sign me up. Let's get to the uh, the co-main event of night one. There, um, Big Tom Ishii. Love that name. Shout out to Larry Sanka. Um, you know him and Evil. <laughs> Woo! All I can say is, uh, you know me. I love both these guys. I, I, you know, in my mind, I am Evil incarnate, uh, even though he way more tighter but let's be real i'm gonna pose this question to you did you know do you know who evil is engaged to uh yes one of my favorite women wrestlers of all time io shirai what when did that happen that's tight shit way to go by the way we're we're off we're we're podcastable now but holy shit man kudos to you do you watch the weekly NXT show? 
Uh, if I can, if I remember, or if I, like um, I said, if I heard like a segment's good. When Io Shirai wrestled, she she beat somebody who was like, oh, I didn't know she was with the company. I can't remember who it was a few weeks ago. And uh, Mauro Ronaldo, who is untouchable and probably doesn't care at this point, she's like, you, he's like, Io Shirai's got to be crazy when she's engaged to a man named Evil. And I was like, oh, you oh. And he probably did that and just smirked at the camera like, suck my ass. Whatever. <laughs> guy, Corey Graves. God, that's so, well, how I found out was someone was, you know, someone did a uh, thing that said daily evil appreciation post. And I was like, evil's tight. You're awesome. Kudos to you guy for posting it. Then someone posted a picture of EO Shirai. I was like, oh, you're tight. EO is, you know, fire emoji, fire emoji, fire emoji. And then the guy's like, thanks, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, well, yeah, it's, you know, it's Evil's fiance. And then I did like a mind explosion emoji in real life. I was like, wait, <laughs> what? That, him and EO? Whoa. And then I was like, sign me up for mixed match challenge because that team would dominate all. But yeah, no, that, that just totally blew my mind. And, and to be fair, uh, he put in a hell of a bout against uh, Ishii. Um, you know, in that co-main event uh, night one there, and Ishii getting the win, man. I was very, very surprised. Of course, it's what you expect: hard hitting chops, chair, you know, chair swings and whatnot. But Ishii just would not give up that never say die attitude from the uh, from the Stone Pitbull there. And um, you know, Evil, it it doesn't hurt him, you know, in defeat there where I think it would is Sonata. You know, I I think his, his stock went down. You know, in those losses to Okada in 2019, what I want to say, three out of four there, um, where, you know, Evil and Ishii have fought many times before as well over the years. And I, I don't think this hurts. I think it honestly just puts him in, in a better spot because he's Ishii, damn it. He's going to beat the hell out of you until he finally hits that brain buster. And it was that Spider-Man meme all over saying, you, and this was just everything. This was my my wet dream. This was what I wanted. And uh, I, I loved every. Every second. Yeah, I would. I won four stars on it. Um, there was a couple spots when I started really losing interest in it because it was just a lot of walking. And then the end of it, they started really laying into each other and really getting going. And then, then I was like, all right, I'm going to sit back. I'm ready to go now. I'm excited. So that helped win the match over for me. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it was the longest match of the card, too. Was it yeah, really? I, yeah, it was twenty one fourteen. Uh the main went twenty minutes ten seconds. Wow. And what a main event. Hiroki Goto had the harem waiting for him at a bar down in uh wherever they were at at the moment, sorry. In Sapporo. He was ready to have a Sapporo with all those ladies. Hiroki Goto came out to play, man. I didn't think Shingo Two would be a thing. Um, because of course Naito, the leader of L I J Already claims that, but hey, Lij's the faction to beat at the moment of professional wrestling. Shingo proved that, but man, Hiroki Goto, if this guy is here, you know, for you know the next you know seven eight months of 2020, then yeah, the G and G one could and should possibly stand for Goto. G one is for Goto. Okay, okay, Hiroki Goto. <laughs> But stiff you know, as can be, it was awesome. This was, this was so, so good. 
Um, yeah, I I went four and three quarters. I loved every minute of it. When I thought I thought Shingo was losing, I thought they would have a rematch and then Shingo would win the third one to win the feud. I didn't think that that uh, Hiroki Goto would be G's for geek uh, because he is just a <laughs> geek who loses all the time, and I love it. But it, it's truly, yeah. I mean, this guy. Thanks, Hiroki Goto, man. You have great matches, but. Man, he's your definition of transitional champion <laughs> did you, in Japan. Did you see the Shingo promo afterward too? Um, I might have. It was really late or so early morning that day. So, <laughs> so Shingo basically said, um, "I'm going to make take this title to new new heights that it's never been at. Um, this is the real title. I don't care about any of the other IWGP singles titles, which is a shot at Naito, yep. if you really think about it." Yep. Um, he goes, this is the one. He goes, there's a reason it's called open weight. I'll fight any of you guys. He started trouble with show that night. Um, so that yep. shows that cruiserweights and juniors can go up. So kudos to Shingo for, for putting that over. And they don't. And I love how they don't beat you over the head with it. We all know that Shingo and show is a few that they've been grooming for a year now, a year and a half now. Well, it was the I'm opening of the best cool. of the Super Junior tournaments, which was an and, amazing match. Well, even the tag stuff with Rapungi 3K, yep. even before that, from the year before, um, yep. the the Wrestle Kingdom I was at before the the tournament even happened, they hated each other in that tournament, um, or that and at the dome, and it was so perfect, so subtle. Show's just out there doing commentary, and after he wins, you see Show just kind of eye, eyeball him, doesn't really do too much. Shingo just kind of looks at him, points at the title, and laughs. This company doesn't beat you over the head. They don't go, she's a doctor. Did you know she's a doctor? Or she's a dentist. Like, they don't, oh, she's doing a mandible clock because she's a dentist. Like, they don't beat you over the head. <laughs> you know, they just suddenly were like, all right, bitch, I see you. You know, I'm going to, I'll come oh, for totally. that. And then he calls it out and says, look, I'm going to prove that this is the number one title in the company and I'm better than everybody in it. All the other champions have nothing on this title. I'll take on all divisions because it's open weight. I'm not any, I'm not hard to find. I am the best guy there is. Look, he is so hot and he is so so on fire. And do you know that I've been beating on the Shingo train since 2009, 2010 when we went to that Dragon Gate show? Um, this has been my guy. This, this has been the guy. I thanked him 17 times to the point he was laughing, and Shima remembers me now because of it. So I guess it was a good thing. But he's so good and so over and. Everything he does touches the gold that in a year and a half, they went, look, we don't have any other choice. They had to move him to heavyweight. They yep. had to put the secondary title on him. And I'm guessing he's going to have a long reign, probably going into next year or at the end of the year, at least maybe even going into kingdom a full year as champion, but they're going to keep this title on as long <laughs> as they can, because you realize the second they take this title off him the IC is the next step for him. And there's no way to go backwards with him because he's that good and that over. Mm-hmm. And he's that, I mean, he is, he is a, he is the epitome of a locomotive. You oh. don't take your title <laughs> off him until he's ready to challenge for the next step. And that's, that's where it's like, I see him beating all these guys and holding this for a long time because you know, they got plans for everybody else. Yep. And like you said, <laughs> the vast array of challengers, the differences, what did I text you? After after I watched that match, I said, "Wow, I think the Epin or the uh, the Open, uh, you know, championship to me right now is the most exciting championship in wrestling because you have no idea who the challenge can be, it, you know, from Show Tell to Yo 
and and you know so on and so on. I mean, Ishi, you know, sign me up for that one more time. You know, just just so many different aspects. Hell, you could even throw a Desperado in there. I mean, and mm-hmm. that match would kill. You know, I, just so many different proponents where you know the heavies or the intercontinent or the IC. You know, it's just kind of like, all right, we got to you know spin around these these six challengers. There's and there's so many little ones you can do at like the smaller shows, like. You know, when, when you do three nights of the new beginning and you need to run a new beginning in Sapporo like this where it's the first show, so you you can la- layer it with some really good stuff beforehand, but yep. you need something to fill that. If you really needed to try to elevate or you need, you need like a secondary title to help the main event, you could get away with having um, Shingo defend the title against... You know, I don't know, Chase Owens, and it wouldn't be that crazy. Or you bring him to America and have him face Chase Owens in New Japan, U.S. You know, you could do Toa Hanare, which would be awesome. You could throw, uh, you know, guys like you mentioned, you could put Taichi in there. It would work. Like, Mm -hmm. he's in a perfect spot where he's got a lot of challengers. And you don't, you you know, I don't know what they're doing. Mikey Nichols, you could use him if you really needed to. You know, and if you're you're ready to Gabriel elevate Kidd, him, you could throw in. You know, yeah, a, lot, a lot of yeah. the American young lions. Shout out to and, Alex and Zane. You know, going on that new beginning tour. Oh, you know, like in America. One. You know, and if you really are ready to get him over and not have him drop the title, but you need that big win so you can begin to move him to the next step, you have sure. Dragon Lee, you have Show, you have Jay okay. White. You have Kota Abushi. Give him the mm-hmm. rub if you really want to do it. Yeah. What would what would make me happy is again, just like I was in the uh, you know best of the Super Juniors in 2019. How you know upset I was that you would do show Shingo first. You're like, hey, it's fine. It's early. You're gonna get a great match, which we did get. Where I'm like, oh, they're you know they're teasing show to be that first opponent or you know, first couple of opponents where I think he's the guy who should take it off to elevate him to break him off of Rapungi 3K. But hell, I know he's meant for, for bigger and better things, but if you have Shingo hold it for, I don't know, a year? Two years is wish bring it. But say a young lion gets off of excursion. Say he tears the roof off next Saturday at Marian Catholic in Chicago Heights. I'm a Ren Narita guy. Let's oh, yeah. go. Ren Narita taking it off Shingo again. I know it's pipe dream pipe bomb whatever you want to call it but damn that would be exciting and that's how you build someone new and then push shingo again to that next step but by that by the time he comes back from excursion he'll already be headlining uh one of the one of the headlining matches uh, at the <laughs> you know. well i mean you still have i mean you know you want to look at the excursion aspect you know a year from now shota amino let's see what amino, he's doing yeah. You still got You still have Tobu Yukioka as the great Okarn and Rev Pro. You still haven't brought Harai Kawato back from CMLL. Oh, so Kawato, that's you know, right. There's yeah. other guys like that you can use if you really need to. What about what about Carl Fredericks or Clark Connors? Like mm-hmm. Carl Fredericks is going to be a star. Like they know that Carl Fredericks is going to be a star. Who's to say you don't do something with him? Or if you're ready to make that push and separate Show and Yo, have Show beat him at the Dome next year. Hmm. I'm for that. Ooh, I just thought of him and LP. God, yeah. what a scumbag match that would be. <laughs> him and Ishimori. I mean, there's just, uh, again, I think that's why I, I, said, I texted that to you 
the the open you know championship to me is the most exciting title in all wrestling because again the vast array of opponents you know yeah and like you said you could throw in your jay whites because shingo makes that title more prestigious sorry hiroki goto again amazing performance awesome match i was like shingo you're gonna come close but you're not gonna win surprise the hell out of me surprise the hell hell out of you but i think the reason why they're doing this again because shingo is so hot you could probably put him what top five most popular wrestlers in all japan i can't wait to see the list of 2019 popular japanese wrestlers because he's got to be in that top 10 hell for me he's got to be in that top five yeah he's he's just stupid over man got he he's got he he's you know they have it in their back pocket his win over osprey that he needs to get back yeah there's your match at dominion Don't make me egg, eggplant emoji yet again. <laughs> um, speaking of Will Ospreay, Zack Sabre Jr. defeats Will Ospreay out four and a half. Awesome match. They told a great story, Q, where Ospreay mm-hmm. held up with, with Sabre move for move, hold for hold, but he just he got caught. And Zack Sabre yep. is just a technical wizard, and that's what happened. Damn, you red Ospreay. And, you know, he passed out, looked strong. It kept him strong because he didn't quit. He, he, he went out trying, and it makes Zack Saber look great, and the the mm-hmm. beautiful thing is everybody going. This should have been at your call um, for Rev Pro. I've heard a couple other shows talk about this too, um, and I won't go into as much detail as they did. But you had Osprey get the win over him at at Corkin on this road too, and he and he cut the promo saying, you know, I need this title. I've chased this title. I must win this title, and he gets his rematch at your call for Rev Pro. So yep. they they almost built the rematch even bigger. Is that when they're? Uh, wow, I don't. I I don't even want to say that, but yeah, that'll be that'll be a damn good match to. Uh, hopefully, we'll be able to check out. Uh, just not a month later. <laughs> <laughs> and another date. <laughs> yeah, cool. I don't have like a crazy take on the match. I really liked it, but it was a very simple Zack Saber Jr. match with Osprey getting his stuff in and Saber just managing to always get one step ahead of him, and he catches him in the right type of a move and he he's got him so stretched and expitiated and and the works and it's game over yeah um i i love the conflict the uh confliction of styles the polar opposites of both wrestlers even though they are hailing from the same homeland home country if you will but um i'm a zach saber mark i'm an osprey mark he was my number one wrestler of the year the match yep. quality was insane this was everything i wanted and more um, you know, again, the technical aspects, the aerial aspects, it was all there, but it came down to that, that submission ground game that Zack Sabre is so dominant. And yes, I believe in all Saberisms and whatnot. No Taiichi Goon, let's rename it ZSJ Goon or just Sabre Goon. That has a better ring to it. Bring back Taka as your, you know, as your hype man one more time. I can't wait to watch that. Uh, the, the Taka stuff that's on uh, New Japan that just dropped, but um, yeah, this was everything. Honestly, this was uh, already uh, because I'm an FN Mark, as I always joke with you, Ryan. I gave this definitely one of my match of the years already. So why, much fun. Um, I can't remember the exact reason, but why is Taka not in New, J- or New Japan anymore? Isn't he, he doing it? his own kick? I thought something happened too. Well, they're airing some matches that he just recently had. Ooh, I just got asparagus and stuffed chicken brought down to me. And green beans. Very nice. 
Let's see here. Because I know he got, to, he got kicked out of Kai and Tai Dojo Wrestling because of the he got caught cheating on his wife. But that was two years ago. What? It wasn't this year. Yeah, they don't they don't they don't mess around with that in uh, Japan. That's why Taichi <laughs> got blackballed so bad too. Maybe that's why because he was with Mio Abe. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's how they get along so well. Taka is coming, <laughs> mother. Oh. oh, where is it? Yeah, January 14, twenty twenty, Kuruken Hall, Taka Mishinoko and Taichi versus El Desperado and Duki from the Just Tap Out um, promotion. Just tap out JTO Professional Wrestling. So it's on the network. Yeah, that's his new new company he started since he got kicked out of Kai and Tai Dojo. So, I mean, there can't be too much bad blood if they're airing his product. Yes, it had New Japan wrestlers, but, you know, they could have just said, no, we're not going to show it. We're not going to promote it. I might have just heard something wrong. No, don't worry about that. Nothing to dwell on. Um, Speaking of his partner, main events. Alex, I'll let you take it away on this one because I think we're going to have two different views on this match, unfortunately. I know you I know you hate him. I used to hate him. Um, Taichi's growing on me with that match that he had in the uh, G1 against Tetsuya Naito um, where Taichi came out to play. He came out to play. I love the story build to this match. I love it. Hey, we came out at the same time. Why you? Why not me? Simple storytelling. Worked out perfectly. Taichi came out to play. Hell, choking Okada early on was great. Yeah, you could say Okada was a little overselling in some, you know, spots, which I'm sure you will probably say, but I thought it worked. Again, he was putting Taichi over, which is a good thing because you need a bombastic heel, a part of a bombastic heel, you know, squadron, as is Suzuki Goon. Of course, everyone, you know, a lot of Taichi fans online, which is interesting. I'm not on that hype level yet, but I thought he came to play. A little, I don't think this match should have went 30 plus minutes. It did drag, you know, maybe in a few, just like the uh, the new Birds of Prey movie. Even at 90 minutes, that movie could have, you know, seemed a lot longer than it was. Um, but but this match, you know, I, I thought this was good. A lot of counters, um, a lot of you know, getting out of the Rainmaker. I think there was, what, four to five, you know, that was essentially hit there. Um it, it had the same beats of, you know, your Taichi heavyweight matches where, you know, he kind of kicks or, or counters the, the second or third version of, of, of his opponent's finisher. Um, but to me, it worked. I, I thought, you know, you it, it wouldn't have hurt Okada. It definitely would have boosted Taichi if he would have got to W. I get why they didn't, um, because you still got to protect the Rainmaker. But in a way, you know, I, I thought this match was, was very good. If I had to give it a star level, I would probably give it four and a quarter. Um, the last five minutes, I was, you know, out of, you know, out of my seat thinking, where are they going to go? And I liked that. It didn't make it too obvious, uh, you know, for, for a couple of minutes there. And I did appreciate that. Um, so I still went three and a half because I thought the wrestling was pretty good. Um, I liked the, the way it was worked um, with some of it. I just, my problem with this match is why does Taichi need to go 30 minutes with Okada? Like, I just, <clears throat> it didn't work with Naito the year before. It was mm-hmm. one of my worst matches of the entire year. You know, it's the same thing. Like, and, and this was, this was a point that got brought up that I thought summed it up 
summed up my rant in the easy in the smallest and easiest way. Taichi is going to be forty. He's never going to be anything more than a mid carter. Why are you trying to make us think that Okada can't beat him? Like, why are you trying to make him a believable person to beat Okada? Yeah. That's my only problem with the match. If this would have been a fifteen minute match, worked in a in a in a tighter vacuum, and Okada just puts them away, I would have liked it a lot more. I gotta see. Okay, sorry, I muted the sneeze. Um, I would have <laughs> not hated it as much, but like, wow, you hated it. It. I, I guess I shouldn't say the word hate, but like, I would have liked it a lot more. I just look, Okada's Okada, and he's gonna bring those matches out of anybody. And I was glad he was able to bring Taichi to levels like that. What did you think of the selling by Okada? I don't disagree that it was a little overselling at some points, but I think a lot of it is a testament to Taichi's not that great. Yeah. So Okada was trying to do so much more, and it's like, why do why do we need to have Okada? Like, I like this more than sad puppy dog little Kazu with balloons. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. After he loses the title, but I don't need you to try to make me think Taichi can beat Okada. Isn't it crazy that your champion is like third or fourth down the card? Double champion, by the way. And Okada is still main eventing against Itaichi. Is that surprising well, to you? What's surprising to me is if you look at the two cards, night one, I think, is a stronger card than night two. Do you, do you, mm-hmm. do you agree? Agreed. I agree with that. Um, and night three is obviously the strongest card. Um, so they had Okada. Headline against Taiichi, non-title for anybody. And title yep. went, all right, and you have the weakest supporting cast. <laughs> That's how much they know he's going to sell you the ticket. Hmm. He doesn't even you know need I mean? a Raptor following him. <laughs> no, that was like new beginning, like 2015, 2014. <laughs> but like, like, I mean, yeah, Zack Sabre Osprey was a big match, but it's not like, I mean, that's all they really gave him. I don't know. It's that's just... not going to main event a Japanese show, though, right? I no. mean, especially for the Revpo Championship, as much as it probably should have, because it is a title, a title that they do hold, you know, esteem with. But I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't think you're going to have two blokes main event a, a New Japan show. Or no. am I wrong on that angle? I I just I think I mean I think if they really wanted to, it could have, but there's just no need for it. They, that's not that's not what Saber and Osprey are to them yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, How? They've been that, killing him for the last three years since I've watched it. You, you got you to gotta pace it. You got to pace Like It's still how everybody says that. Uh, it boggles my mind when all these people say Osprey should have beat Okada in the G1. Why? What the hell is the point of having him beat Okada? Yeah. It'll happen eventually. But, <laughs> and when it does, it's just like Shingo. When Oka- Osprey finally beats Okada, that's when he goes to the moon. So you have him just randomly beat him in the G1. It's not like Ishii where it's awesome because he can beat anybody. Then that means, all right, well, now we have to push Ashley because he beat Okada. It's not, it's not what he's there for. It's not his time yet. It's not his mm-hmm. – he will get that win eventually, but it's not now. Just like there's no, there's no way old man Taichi is beating Okada. I can't believe that guy's near 40. I mean, like I said, he, he's improved his look. 
you know, his, his fitness, if you will, as well, from when I despised him as a junior. So I will give him credit. Again, I, I think he's progressed in the time that I've started watching New Japan again from his time as a junior, part of Suzuki Goon, from the 22-minute entrances, you know, and whatnot, um, to, to now, you know, where I appreciated yep. him a little bit more in the G1, where I think he kind of honed it against a, you know, wide array of opponents within that 30-day time frame. So I, I, I will say Taichi is, isn't, you know, the, the dookie of, of any, you know, wrestlers of, in, in that promotion. But I will say, um, you know, and I agree with you 120%, this match definitely did not need to go 30. Yeah, it was a, you know, it, it got hot in that final, you know, eight-minute stretch. But, yeah, this could have been 22, 25 minutes and still, I think, had that same effect and maybe would have won you over a little more. Um, now, I'll throw this question at you, Ryan. It's January, let's say January 7th, 2023. Okada's contract is up. It's already gone. Trips signed him. Triple H has signed Kuchiko Okada to a contract, to a 10-year WWE contract. Who does Okada put over before he leaves Japan in your eyes? I mean, he already put over the one guy I thought he should have Naito. Yeah, that's what he puts over Osprey. There's your Osprey. There you go. That's that's what I was thinking you were going to say. Yeah, that's when you do it. Damn, I got to wait that long? <laughs> <laughs> no, because he's not going anywhere. What I love, too, going back to, you know, possible title matches, especially with Tetsuya Naito, as he is facing Kenta, in all caps, um, just in a few hours here on New Japan World, Um just think about this, you know, after he does have, you know, what we assume a successful title defense here, um, just in a few hours against Kenta. Just imagine, we got the, the anniversary show, who he always faces, the, the junior heavyweight champion, which, let's be real, Hiromu isn't dropping that strap tonight. We get to see Tetsuya Naito and Hiromu Takahashi in a few months. You know, you got an IC title. Dragon Lee. Huh? Or we get to see Naito Dragon Lee. I, I don't want that. I, I want inter-squad battles. Wouldn't it be cool if, you know, and then you get, you know, G1, whatever, whatever have you. Say Shingo wins the G1. I know Naito's probably not going to have that title that long. He'll hold it. But just He'll all the it. different different aspects that we can see. What if, why not Naito? You know, are, why can't we imagine or see Naito facing his LIJ cohorts for these championships. I think there's a good there's, there's a good chance because usually that's what they do is you know they last year was Osprey and uh, and Okada two chaos yeah. like they do that. I just there's a part of me that thinks that that Gato is so smart with the way he books that Riley is gonna hit that Phoenix Phoenix suplex or Phoenix bomb on Hiromu and win and everyone goes oh my god he just did it to him again and he just beat him wow wow okay you know and then you have like they have to help Hiromu out of the ring and now you've given Hiromu an Achilles heel and you've continued to build that story of those two guys or you have that the first move and he kicks out and you show he can overcome it and then he wins and then we get Naito and Hiromu but I'm just saying they're smart enough with their booking that they could literally 
use this as a way to continue the best, one of the best feuds of the last decade and have him go over with that move. Mm-hmm. Wow, best feuds of the decade. I like that. I got to watch some of that Triple A. Um, yeah, or watch CMLL. CMLL. Yeah, the Kamehameha Dragon Lee when, when they did the um, A Place Does match. Like I don't know, man. If Romo's got that neck strong, I don't know if you saw that promo video earlier today, but he was doing those neck exercises. Dragon <laughs> Lee, he's ready. But I'm not saying it's going to happen, and, and I might be way off with it. And they might just have a normal banger and be done, but you know, I just, I know how smart Gato is. Yep. And can you imagine your, imagine how you're going to react if they do that move? You have to. I mean, Hiromu's going to say, I trust you. I love you. Yep. Let's go. We're going to put that spot. We're going to make the crowd gasp. Not only, you know, uh, you know, at, at Osaka Joe Hall, but we're going to make everyone gasp who's watching it worldwide. Because that's mm-hmm. what I'll do. I might even shed a damn tear yeah, if I'm he's a, on the I'm ground for more than three. 10 seconds. Oh, God. Like, and and um, um, uh, Joe Lanzover, Voices of Wrestling, was talking about this. And he said, in the, the, and the thing that you do to make to keep the crowd to know that he's not hurt is then you have, then you could, if you really wanted to go that, that route, you could have them put him on the gurney. And when you're moving and touching his body, then you know, he's not really hurt, mm-hmm. but, you, but you've invested your fans that way. And, and then you still give them the, just so you're aware he's fine. But now you know where we're going with this angle. And I thought that was a good point too, because then there's going to be the people that are probably going to freak out. Oh my God, he just did it again. But then you have oh, like a Naito Obushi match in 2019. Oh yeah, yeah, something crazy like yeah. So I mean, I I think it's I I don't know I I think there is a slight chance that he could he could <sighs> beat Romo. Do you think just for the fact so we don't see inter uh, inter squad matchups, you know, at the anniversary show? I if I had to bet bet the house on it, I'm picking Hiromu to win. Yeah, but I would not be surprised. It's just like when because when he doesn't need the strap. title. He's a guy that doesn't need the strap. No, and and yes, he came back and won it at, at Wrestle Kingdom. But now, if you have him actually come back and then win it after chasing it, I think it just means that more much more too. Yeah, you know, he wins the Super Junior to work his way back up after the grueling tournament, and then he beats Dragon Lee for it. Oof, God, Hiromu and a BOSJ, I cannot wait. And, and, and this is the one thing, too, you got you to look at with the two. I also think there's a chance. Is, I mean, he changed his name to Ryu Lee from Dragon Lee to sign a contract. So they're, oh. they're under contract, so they're not scared to use them now. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know. That's pretty exciting. I, just, I don't know who's going to win it. That's what, it's, it's, like, it's like when it was all said and done. I said, look, you know, when we talked to G1 and Naito lost, and it didn't even make it to the finals. And you were like, you know, well, there goes, you know, Naito winning, like like you've been saying for the whole year. I still said, somehow they're going to find a way to get him into the title match and he's walking out of the dome. Yep. You know, I stuck by it. And then when Jay White was beating him, and we're watching this, and I, it, we're, I'm sitting here with everyone watching this, I'm going, dude, is Gato really going to piss everyone off and have Naito lose? No, they can't do it. But they made you believe. And then I'm watching the main event. I'm going, oh, my God, Okada's going to still beat Naito, and everyone's going to be pissed, and then he still won. They stuck with it. You know, this is just what this company does that's so good. Hmm. Like, 
if this wasn't both titles, I legit think Kento, Kento would beat Naito for the IC title. Oh, I'm, I'm all for that. <laughs> you know, and look, look at that. You know, talking about the main event here, this is a guy who was a nothing in WWE who they, you know, the WWE is so starved for not letting their talent go anywhere until their contracts are up. Look at Luke Harper, the revival, you know, guys like that. They just told uh, um, Kenta that he can just leave. They're like, yeah, whatever. Here's your release. We'll see you later. Like, and he was their kidding. first signee in NXT, yeah. the first introduction, Kenta, Hideo Itami. They and, made it huge. And think of how much they go out of their way to not let people leave. And they let this guy leave. They're like, whatever. See you later. You think he skip kicked his way in the offices? <laughs> He's like, I'm out. No, I think they just said, well, He's a nothing. That was a waste. And now six, seven months later, he comes into the G1 as a baby face, has the best angle of the year in maybe in in ages, goes heel, joins Bullet Club, and then then makes another angle of the decade when he ruins Naito's celebration. And, And they sold out Osaka Joe Hall. I mean, this thing's no vacancy. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Sold out. You know? And you gotta you gotta read and watch his interviews because I you know I would say Facebook it's called NJPW without context and they always like screenshot the captions of of Kenta and one of them which was great he was like yeah Bushi just comes out on stage spits water he probably shouldn't do that it's flu season <laughs> you know just like little tidbits and like the more you know type of aspects from Kenta I'm like. Why don't why didn't they succeed with this guy? Yeah, I get it, injuries and what have you. But this guy has so much charisma. He's such a douchebag. It's wonderful. Well, and even like in Noah, when he had, I'll argue, was was a bigger douchebag with more charisma. He didn't cut promos like this. I don't know where he learned this from. Maybe this was what he learned in promo class. And they never gave him a chance to do it because God forbid we signed Kenta and have to have him go to promo class. But I mean, he's 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 incredible. Everything does is fantastic. So I can't wait. I mean, we got that. We got the. Yeah, I mean, should we go back. through the card? Yeah, we got a uh, Ten Cozy Hiroshi Tenzan and Satoshi Kojima tagging with Yuji yeah. Nagata and Manabu Nakanishi taking on Taguchi Japan members Tomoaki Honma, Togi Makabe, Toa Nara, and Ryusuke Taguchi. Um, another match that, that that's a lot of tease. Rapunky 3K showed yo defending the junior yeah. title. We haven't talked about it at all against Yoshino Mukatamaro and El Desperado Suzuki. I cannot wait. That could steal the show. I forgot all about that. Uh, Kota Ibushi. Um, I don't know what's going to be. No, the I think I think he's going to be in there. Is he? Oh, so he's okay. I didn't know if he was if he was healthy yet. I thought I read a report like a week ago where they were like, it's possible that he's not going to have, you know, uh, let's see anything on Twitter here. But yeah, he had some crazy disease named after some woman, like the Mary Ellis disease or something like that. I'm like, what? Well, I guess tentatively then we get Kota Ibushi tagging with Taguchi Japan members, uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi, David Finley, and Juice Robinson to take on the Bullet Club members, Chase Owens, Yujiro Takahashi, Tama Tonga, and Tonga Loa. We then get, uh, Will Ospreay and Kazuchika Okada from Chaos taking on Taichi and Zack Sabre Jr. of Suzuki-gun. Uh, nice. Jay White 
versus Sonata. Hiromu Takahashi defended the junior title against Ryu Lee. John Moxley defended the U.S. title against Minoru Suzuki. And Tetsuya Naito defending double titles against Kenta. Double titles, man, Kenta. I mean, go to Lost right away. No, it's not going to happen on Naito. Saturday, Tetsuya Naito Fever will be in full force at Osaka Jewel Hall tonight. Um, it's going to be a good thing. I know you were talking about staying up late, watching the prelims, going to bed, waking up for work. Nope, go to sleep in about two hours, wake up around 3 a.m. and just continue Finish it up around, you know, 5.30 a.m., take a nap for a couple of hours, go to work, come home, and go to sleep. Yeah, work at 9. Um, but then again, if I if I miss the prelims, I'm going to miss the junior title match, which I'm really excited for. Well, that's a match you can watch later. You just don't want to be spoiled on those final three matches. I guarantee it. I think I might watch up to Jay White and Sonata and then go to bed. And then <sighs> when I get home from work, watch the bottom three. Man, how am I, how, who am I going to text in Facebook? Just don't go on Twitter. I'm going to be a Ryan Cook tonight. So if anyone's going to listen to this, uh, you know, on podcastable form before the show, uh, check out our Twitter at WrestleCast underscore SSM. Of course, give us a like, some love over on Facebook, WrestleCast with the T radio. Um, also show us some love, iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, which we're getting some good numbers on there. Um, iHeartRadio as well. Tune in radio. Uh, hopefully, Chair Shot, give us a shot, give us a call out, um, you know, on that as well. Uh, go read Voices of Wrestling Best Matches of 2019. Ryan, which ones uh, did you give your love on there that got published? Um, which, again, congrats. I, um, they published my, my giant novel um, when I had ma- my match of the year, Naoya Nomura and Kenta Miyahara from yep. March 19th. I think it's a match like. 78 or something on there um i was the only person that had it first place but you know i didn't expect anyone else to um but but i had my article on there um and you could also read my review um that i gave of akito versus asuka in the light tube peter pan um that one i was also published on so you can check those two out on there tight shit um yeah, give us a love, subscribe, uh, buy some merch, prowrestlingtees.com forward slash WrestleCast. And, uh, man, where, what do you got on the uh, on the Twitch and the Discord? Um, I've been meeting the Twitch the last couple nights, and we just haven't got the games all set up and just trying to get everyone together and get all the times coagulated together, and we've just kind of been missing. So haven't streamed in a couple weeks. We're trying to get that fixed. I might just start ripping packs tonight, like old times, just say screw it. Um, so we'll see what happens. I might just, I might try to finish some of these wrestling shows too. Um, but I believe tomorrow night, I think they're doing sportscast. I'm not positive Jordan Elijah. Uh, if you didn't go back and listen to Wednesdays when Jordan went hard on Elijah about Carl Anthony Towns not living up to the hype and ripping on the Timberwolves and Elijah getting mad and then Jordan getting mad and yelling at him. And they went in and Ooh. it was the best segment they've ever had together. It was fantastic. Um, Maybe they- Light the fire under uh, under EMN over there. So uh, yeah, that'll be that'll be interesting. I, I can't wait to go and, and listen to that. Actually, Check uh, that out. how did Towns get selected? By the way, isn't he averaging like twenty seven points? Yeah, I think it's twenty nine and eleven or something. Jesus, how did he not get selected? Team LeBron, Team Giannis. By the way, who do you got this upcoming weekend in Chicago? Why you got Warrior Wrestling in the All Star Game? Who do you got, Ryan? Uh, we'll go team LeBron. 
Ooh, yeah, that's a way better squad. Giannis, though, it's got some some good swingmen. Should be interesting. I will be watching Ooh. since I thought we were going to go to Chicago. Just imagine if we would have went to Warrior Wrestling, we could have went downtown and hobnob with NBA players. Think about that. Well, I am off Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So. Ooh. So it's still a possibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I managed to take the whole weekend off. Um, and then uh, we're talking Monday. We're thinking we'll be back. We're going to review the Dragon Gate show from yesterday. Also, um, if we all get it watched, we'll talk the three Game Changer shows in Japan, including the horrific injury to Masashi Takeda, which killed Ooh, me. Oh, no. Um, and also the New Japan in uh, at Osaka Joe Hall. And then we'll preview All Japan's uh, big show on yes. Tuesday as well. All the title, they got like four title matches. Uh, Ketsubihara, Yuma Aoyagi being the big main one. So oh, we're yeah. excited. We got we got some good stuff coming at you. Possibly two more shows in the next uh, six, seven days from us here at WrestleCast. Uh, if we can get this content pumped out for you. Number 150, Alex, it's been a pleasure. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for sticking around and who that podcasted. Thanks for giving us an extra hour of love. We will be back on Monday. No sense.